my guest today, one of my very good friends. Also, I've said that about all the people that I've had on so far, and that's I think that's awesome. Uh, is Mr. Justin Ross, musician, uh, cameraman, photographer. You do all kinds of stuff now. You you weren't doing all that when I met you, but you're doing all kinds of stuff now. I I, I was, but I never really got serious about it until the last I don't know two years. Yeah. So. so you were working with, uh, I guess, you're working with drones and making commercials and yeah, that's on top of writing songs and making records and doing all that crap. Yeah, it's that's been a challenge is the drone work. Um, it's a you know, uh, it's a competitive world. Drone, 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 drone. Uh, um, well, camera just work, film work in general. Right, so right. I you, guess everyone just has to keep up with whatever the next thing it's is. It's literally like the other side. It's like you know, it's like being a musician. Yeah. I mean, I, the the parallels are uncanny yeah i mean just how much you know you, you gotta find gigs yeah you gotta just promote gotta, yourself gotta hustle you're a one-man show yeah you gotta get out there and do it and do you fly the drone or do you just yeah. you so you fly it do you operate the camera that's on it as well i do so you do all yeah. of that so you have a little yeah. screen in front of you and it's uh is it's it a, a, is it a, a four it's or a, an eight it's a four it's a dji phantom four okay i'm learning about drones it's lately. A, it's they just came out with a new one uh-huh and uh I can't even tell you the name of it. I don't really want to look at it because I'm scared that my pocketbook would be like, go. <laughs> of you course, know? yeah. Um, it's like guitars. GoPro came out with one here recently that was it's just it's awesome. Yeah. And and so with a with a quadcopter. Yeah. Like they made their own drone. Yeah, they made their own drone. So that probably houses their cameras really and well. And it's smaller and it's compact and you yeah. know it's one of those deals where. Pull it out of my back pocket, throw it up in the air, yeah. and fly it, and go film, and you're shooting in 1080p. Yeah, wow, know? that makes. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that they would do that. That they would spend their time doing that because that's where the market's headed. Everyone's using. I mean, everyone's using GoPros now. Everybody for everything. Yes. I mean, they're so they've made them. They've made them inexpensive enough. I was going to say cheap, but they're not cheap. They're inexpensive more than they were. Anyway. Well, they're still cheaper than going out and buying like, let's say, you know, but they're not one. cheap in terms of like low quality. Well, right, right, they're just right. Inexpensive, right, right. which is why I chose that word because they're they're super awesome. Yeah, and they hold up like crazy. Uh, they're starting now to get where you get zoom factors now, as where you couldn't do that before with a GoPro. You couldn't zoom. You couldn't. Uh, you know, it's not like a big camera, like an XF one hundred five Canon. Yeah, they're tiny. Know, they're little. Yeah. So there's no zoom. Yeah. There's no lens yeah. to, to turn. No. You know, and so now they're coming out with that. I'm just like, it'd be really funny oh my God. if so, they if they made an adapter where you could put one of those like eight inch. They made a little adapter now that on goes on to the DJI cameras. Yeah. So your drones have this little adapter that's going to be going on to them, and then now that is controlled from your iPad or your controller. And so when you put your fingers on the screen and you square out, like to zoom, yeah. it'll zoom. Whoa. And that's so really cool. It changes the game <laughs> yeah. completely. That's really cool. So All that stuff is so foreign to me, and it happened so fast. It became the industry standard so fast. And they, were, they started actually making static shots of all these shots they were creating on CGI. Yeah. And so it just it's way cooler when it's real. So, I well, mean, I think it's think awesome. Like, in... in Anything you do, when we do on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, stuff like that, visually and hearing it is better than 
reading it these days, yeah, which is kind of sad. But well, yeah, that's I mean that's the the short attention span of the social media. It's like the second coming of not generation. reading books anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> just compounding on top of it. I'm too lazy to I, read this you know, short paragraph. I've I need become a video. I've become guilty of that. I don't. I haven't read a book in a long time. I don't have any. Oh, God. I don't have any real reason to other than enjoyment. But I don't have time. So I'll, I'll, if, I, if I find a book that I like, I'll find it on audiobook. And I drive so much that I just, I'll just listen to it. And I feel like that's kind of the same thing, but it's not like the act of sitting in a chair with a, you know, with a blanket and a cup of coffee and reading a book for a couple hours. Right. It's not the same. Uh, I haven't done that in years. I, I mean, I can't, I, I hate reading books. Yeah. I, I mean, I, my mind just wanders. Yeah, I have that problem. I too. can't. Unless like, it's something so good that I, I'm totally <laughs> focused on it, but that's so rare for me. The last book I read was, this is sad, it was Goosebumps when I was, oh. in, when I was in like middle school. Yeah? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, and, and the only reason it kept, I don't know why it kept me, but I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, and then after that, was I was like, designed for kids. a lot of work. It was designed <laughs> for kids. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. It's a, it's a commitment, but... For guys like you and me, we don't really have the time to sit down and devote no. hours and hours no. to read a book. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I read this thing once, and I, can't, and I wish, I really wish I was prepared enough to have the author's name for, his, for this. He, I did read one thing, and it was just a short deal. It was talking about, like, PowerPoint reading. Mm-hmm. So, like, as you scan over a page, you're, you're picking up all the PowerPoints of the story right. real quick. Right. And I use that. I remember, like, I still use that today. Like even when I do my own like marketing and stuff, I try and hit PowerPoints in there because I think like that when people are reading a post, like you're playing a show tonight, you know, like hit them, bam, 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 done. Right. You know, don't. Well, that makes, I mean, that makes more sense. It's the same thing like when people are listening to music, they've decided whether or not they like the song in the first 10 seconds or less of the song. So you have to just kind of give them the Cliff Notes version or do something immediately that gets their attention. Same thing in Facebook posts and, 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 and uh, when we're promoting our anything we're doing is you have to get so many facts into such a small statement. Right. It's really hard to do. And you have to do it with a graphic and you have to do it with colors that are appealing. And that's right. it's crazy. It's a crazy thing. It's I, been it's been fun, though. I mean, it's been music's been my life for well forever. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've how have we known jobs. each other now? Uh, four years. Something like that. Were you maybe five now? Yeah, I've lived in Fort Worth for five years. That's about right. You were, you were playing with, uh, you were playing with Josh. I was playing with Josh uh, about three years ago. For about a year. Uh, Steve so. Hammond, key player, uh-huh. kept bringing your name up, and. Yeah. We played the Cherokee Music Festival. That's right. We yeah, that's right. Because we didn't really know each other then, but right. we like kind of did. Yeah, we talked was, about it. Yeah. And then it was after that. That was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I haven't been back. He's never. He hasn't invited me back. The Cherokee Music Festival is run by a gentleman named Kelsey Warren, who right now is in the news for all that Dakota Pipeline stuff. That's his company. Do you know oh, that? Oh wow! I yeah, did not he's know uh, that. he owns that company. He's no, heading that up. Kidding. And uh, which. You know, we don't need to get into that. Sure. But I, uh, he owns a bunch of property down in Cherokee, Texas, for those of you that are listening. And he puts on this festival once a year, and it, all the proceeds go to charity. But he hires, he pays the bands out of his pocket. Yes. And he hires only headliners. And I'm talking like, when I was, the year I was there, it was, it was Dwight Yoakam, Pure Prairie League, the Indigo Girls, Bob Schneider, uh, 
uh, Donovan Frankenreiter. Uh, I mean, it was people like that, yeah. and it was it was unbelievable. And it, and there and there's no backstage. There weren't honestly. There weren't 200 people there. No. And and, and, they, so and, they, and they just sit. They just sit, and there's and no there's no backstage. There's no off limits area. Everyone, anyone can mingle with anyone. So you you played so you played the main stage, yeah. And we all we ever got to play was the the after party in the in the in John Nolan parking lot or in the, the where all the, the trailers are, <laughs> which, which was crazy because I got to give it to John. Like John's an incredible guy, and he's so outgoing and, and he's nuts. But he's the only dude I've ever known in history. And I don't mean like LJT, like you, you know, like you go right. to LJT and they have all these like campfire parties. And yeah. this guy throws a full on, full blown concert with yeah. inside a concert with a stage and lights <laughs> yes. and everything. Yeah. I'm like, how do you get away with this? Yeah, well, they're in the middle of nowhere. There's no noise or the dude owns. I think it, it was on like eight thousand acres. There's a and there, well, I never went back there, but there's like a an exotic. There's a preserve back yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to stay in that house. He put I, us up in that house. I've never seen the house. There was right next to the main to the main stage. Oh, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah, house. Yes. It's like a little three bedroom. Yeah. He said he built it for his for his mother. Whenever she wants to go, that's her area. And then he's got his own house that's like around the corner. <clears throat> and and he put us up there. And we showed up. Okay, we showed up. We had a gig the night before. We left our gig, went straight out there. We got there. I think it was at like four thirty in the morning. No one was awake to let us in. So I kept calling this number I had like literally 15 times until someone finally answered, very groggy. And I said, hey, we're at the gate. You need to let us in like so we can get in. And they directed us around this house. And we went in. And I'm not kidding. If that house were in this neighborhood I were in right now, that would be probably a million dollar house. Sure. And it was it was unbelievable. Sure. That'd unbelievable. Be more than that, man. Probably was, more than yeah. that. It was an unbelievable like three bedroom house with this kitchen, lavish kitchen yeah. and, and lavish everything. It was incredible. And he was like, yeah, you guys can just stay in there. She's not using it. And I was like, yeah, we'll do that. So we did that. So we get there at like 4.30 or 5 in the morning and then we played at I want to say it was at like 3 in the afternoon. And we had a gig back in DFW that night. So we played the gig and then we waited until literally the last possible second that we could leave and still be at our other gig in time to watch Pure Prairie League and half of Donovan Frankenreiter's set. One of those where you're like I don't. I don't really want to go to. Yeah, DFW. like maybe I'll cancel this other yeah. gig. <laughs> this is worth it. This is one of those yeah. kick the bucket moments. But man, it was so cool. So we were only there. We were there for literally like twelve hours, and then we oh. left. And I and then and then you know and everyone loved it. We sold it. We sold every CD we brought. We sold out of those. We sold a ton of T-shirts. Everybody loved it. And then uh, I, he's never. I, he's never had me back. He has a lot oh. of the same guys every year, but then he, I've never been back. He throws a wild card in. So, I mean, that's what you guys Yeah, were. that's what we were. Yeah, because th- obviously Every year he throws a different wild card in. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, you know, random. Yeah. When we played there. It was, uh, it was Indigo Girls, Bob Schneider, uh, Sean, um, uh, let's do the thing, Lullaby, a Rockabye. Oh, yeah, Kinda I know like that song. With a I don't know. Sean Mullins. Sean Mullins. Yeah. And uh, he had Toad the West Brocket and my brain just shit. I love I was Toad just the like, West <gasps> like, And then we were supposed They're to be so playing. Cool. Like, we were supposed to be over there doing sound check. And yeah. I was just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not doing not, it. Not doing it. <laughs> and I mean, we're just standing there watching that going, that's just uh, this is the musician's band. Yeah, yeah they're like, so good. Screw all these around, other people, including myself. Forever. Let's just yeah. this yeah. all Let's the time. Just forever. Let's just this. Yeah. Yeah. The Indigo Girls... Uh, I assume their manager under their under their pretense emailed me about 
three months ago about this Dakota pipeline. Oh. And it was under the guise of the Indigo Girls. But what they had done is they had gone through every festival and every show they played. They hit every, every opener. Every, anybody that was involved with anything that they were ever involved in, even tangentially. And they emailed them with this, hey, sign this petition to try to get Kelsey Warren to stop this Dakota pipeline. Oh, wow. I didn't do it because I'm not interested in politics. Sure. But I was I was like, that's pretty serious. I got an email from the Indigo Girls. I mean I don't know. The, uh, There's yeah. a lot going on up there that I don't really know about, and I don't know enough about it really to talk about it. But <laughs> I, I know that I know a lot I, of people are saying that it's that it's crap. And there's a lot of people saying that it's really needs to stop. And I don't know. I have no idea. I don't either. So I don't know. There's no reason for me to talk about it because I don't know. But like. But on that show, though, John Nolan, I think the one of the fun in, in my entire career, like I've sat at the table. with, And this isn't a brag moment. This is just like I've sat at the sure table with not. some of the kings. And this guy, you know, I never put a face with, you know, the voice. Right. Talking to him on the phone. And. Yeah, man, we'd love to have you out and blah, you know, yeah, come on, you know, like, we're yeah. gonna do it. And I'm like, this guy kind of sounds like a backwoods redneck. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, hey, John, uh, where is it? You know, he's like, uh, it's, it's in uh, San Saba. And I'm like, it's the dog making noise. Oh, it's the dog. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right John, well, uh, how do I get there? He goes, couldn't tell you. I've always <laughs> taken my helicopter. Oh, <laughs> like, all right. And it was like dumbfounded on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, this guy has a helicopter? <laughs> like, come on. This guy doesn't have a helicopter. Yeah. Then I get out there, yeah. and it's like, Prevost, 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 yeah. Prevost, Prevost. That's what, and I find out that like, yeah. nobody drove these Prevosts here except the drivers. Yeah. Because John owns them all. Right. And he, that's what he used for all his guest houses. Right. And I was just like, this is... Uh, yeah, that's what he used for the bands. Why the bands in the that hell did they hire all us? The bands, all the bands <laughs> flew in, and so they, they needed somewhere to stay, so they put no, them up in these. No, man, these were rebos. in the back lot, and these were literally just for people that he invited to come Oh, hang wow. Out. <laughs> they didn't even pay to get in. Yeah, they just, just people. These are just like, here's your cabin. Yeah. And this $500,000, <laughs> you know, bus. Or more. Right. These things are crazy expensive. So it's yeah. such a it's a cool festival. I don't know if you can ever get out there. All the all the stuff, all the money goes to charity, and it's expensive to get in. But you're getting, you're seeing headliners exclusively. Yeah, like it's it's so crazy. I don't uh, know. Cherokee close, Music personal. Fest. Yeah, yeah check, check it, out. it out. It's really cool. I don't know, but I was there was a time when uh, when I I sent out email blasts way over my head of like all these festivals and stuff that yep. I wanted to do, but I really didn't think any of them would respond. Sure. A lot of them did. Yeah. Like the State Fair of Texas put me on the main stage seven oh. seven years ago. I've been seven years this year I've been doing that. Nice. And we just got done with it. And every year we open for somebody that's absolutely incredible. We opened right. for last year or the year before the last we uh, with my full eight piece horns mm-hmm. band. We opened mm-hmm. for Cool in the Game. And Which that was shunned. That was one of the coolest that was awesome. It was No, I'm talking about Getting back to the horns. Oh yeah, the horns. I, yeah, Damn well, they, we don't. There's a lot. People have a lot of hot sports opinions about about me I having do, a horn section. I don't know. I'm gonna do it on the next record, but I'm probably it's gonna be way less featured. That record was aggressively horns. Is, is, is it gonna be like a, like a John Mayer? Like it just floated in? Like yeah, they'll be back there. there. They'll be there, <laughs> but not quite so 
prominently featured. We got. I just got excited. That was my first time having horns and writing horn parts and doing all that. And right. I got. I got excited. And I saw they were everywhere on that record and loud, like front and center horns. Yeah, but that was, I mean. It was cool. And it is still cool. And people still really like it. And when I did this, this recent record, uh, I got a lot of backlash on that because there were no horns on it. There was one saxophone yeah. solo on the whole record, and that was it. And people were going like, well, why would you do this? And I would, because you quit showing up to the fucking shows. That's why. <laughs> like, I, it stopped working. I stopped getting offers because I quit selling tickets. Right. Like, don't ask me why I'm not doing it when you're not right. supporting it. Yeah. I support it when it's convenient. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm not attacking any of my fans because I appreciate them all. But, you know, that's why. That's why I stopped sure. doing it because it fell apart. The band fell apart because the gig stopped coming in. The money stopped coming in. So... I had to do something else, and I did that, and now I'm going to go back to this other thing. But. I mean, we, we, I mean, we live. I mean, you're touching on something there, and that's we live in a town where it flows like water, like it's everywhere. Great music, great music everywhere. flows like water. Here. It's a really, really special and it, and area. It, and you, and when you live here, and you're in the heart of it every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. You become numb to it. Literally every day. And then you become like your own worst enemy. Like you start critiquing. Everyone does it. If yeah. you're a musician. Yeah. You, I mean. Sure. Come on. Like it, it. People can, you know, say anything they want behind closed doors. But then when it really comes down to it, it's like, dude, come on. You're like you go out and see a concert. Sure. It could be your favorite artist. Yeah. You're like, dude, he was amazing. But God damn it. That one part just, yeah. bo- you know, that, stupid. Yeah, that, why did he do why that? Is he playing like, that? Why is he right. playing that guitar? I don't like um, that guitar. So we we become, become numb to it, yeah. And I think our realization is our our well. Let me rephrase that. Our lifeline as musicians is when we get out of Fort Worth, absolutely, and we go to you know New Mexico anywhere and, and play, yeah. and for some random ass crowd that looks at you when you walk in the door, like, great, yeah. yeah what's, you know, this, what's this going to be? What's this? Yeah, you know. And then you start playing, and you're like. Dude, you're amazing. My best thing I've ever heard in my life. And yeah. Just, and, and it just pumps you. Yeah. And that's the addiction. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. But then at the same time, those, it's the, what you have to try to do in the hardest part of this job is, is getting those people to come back intentionally. Right. That's the hardest part that I've encountered is that I've, I've rarely gone somewhere where they haven't asked me back talking the club right. hasn't sure. you know they like what we do we don't yeah. run people out of their bar people right. stay people right. enjoy them people buy stuff they like it but then when we go back most of those people don't show up again and we're back within a reasonable amount of time two months three months right. you know not too soon not too right. long and 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 we blast and we try to get them and they don't show up and i don't sure. that's that's where i don't really know i guess i've never been on any major label i've never i mean i've had booking agents and right. stuff but i've never been i've never had that kind of backing that promotional backing right and i'm sure that that's where a lot of that comes from is you have to stay relevant to them right. while you're not there without being annoying right. and that's the weird like getting on the radio and being on this hear them hearing your song on the radio once a day or once every other day is a thing but there's no radio stations that play the kind of stuff that we play it's true. So it's really hard. And, and most people, a lot of people don't listen to radio anymore. They listen to Spotify radio. Sure. And it's really hard to get in, into those stations. Like yeah. even, even bands that I think I sound exactly like, I'll bring up their Spotify radio and listen for my song. And it'll right. never come. It never sure. shows up. 
Right. And so I don't really know how to do that part of it. But I'm sure that there's there's something in there that's like you have to. It's just a promo thing that you have to pay for. It's a yeah. lot of that. They say that the pay to play era is is dead, but it's not. It's it's more prominent than ever now. Oh my god! You know, in terms oh. of radio and in terms of like licensing and all of that, yeah. you have to buy your way into those into those deals. And you and then do. when you get them, you get your money back. And that's why it's such an elite club. But they're missing out on a lot of stuff that way. And then your fans are missing out on a lot of stuff. Unless that's true. because the people that you convert into diehard fans. That's like 1% of the people who are even fans in the first place. The people yep. who actively weekly look at your calendar. Yep. And I have people that do that and I love them for it. And they'll message me and say, oh, man, I looked at your calendar this week and you're not around me. But next right. week you are. So, man, I'm going to make sure I'm there. Right. Whatever. And, and I like that. But those people are few and far between. And I don't know how to create those people Yeah. without being annoying. Because I'm, I'm a fairly impetuous person by nature. Yeah. And I can come off a little bit too strong in terms of... Wanting people to really like what I'm doing and wanting people to love me. You know me. what? That that right there is part of that. That is part of the music scene in general. You have. I mean, you have to be. The, if you're not that, you're not doing anything. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with Man, that. You can uh, go. Completely. You can go completely overboard and just be like, I'm gonna. I got a show Friday, and I got to tell people 20 times a day on Facebook. Yeah, for like, four oh, days. That's all I see, and I'm like, okay, I get it, dude. You yeah. got a gig, but I'm not coming. So, right, and that's you know. and that's what most people say. And that's, you know what I mean? That's how most people react. And, and like, I've toyed with the idea of only advertising my shows in, in avenues that are avenues that people that are my fans specifically like. Right. Like my Facebook page, my Instagram, and my Twitter. Right. And not my personal page, but right. my band page, where people right. actively click the button, and I'm not forcing anything on them if I blast them. You know right. what I mean? I've thought about that, but then at that point, I'm not gaining any new followers or giving people a chance that aren't maybe they haven't liked my facebook right. page yet you know what i mean if i put it on my personal page which i use pretty exclusively for music anyway i don't really post i don't post pictures of food right. and where i am all the time i don't really do that but but there's a lot of people i had a girl one time uh I, when i used to make events and i used to invite everyone and i would invite i would do the little code where you invite everyone at once just by yeah. typing the code and then it doesn't work anymore but i would do it not on my friends list, but on my band page list. Right. And so all of those people, like I said, were there on purpose. Right. And so I had this girl, <laughs> she messaged me on Facebook. I did three or four of them for like uh, the next week's worth of events. And she messaged me. She said, hey, can you stop including me in these blasts? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I went, well, the only way that you're getting them is because you liked the page. So if you want right. to stop, get, I'm not going through and clicking them individually. If you want to stop getting these, these posts, unfollow the page or unlike the page. That's right. all I can tell you because right. I'm not going to stop doing what I'm doing just for you. <laughs> For these, there's three thousand people on my on my per, on my band right. page. I'm not gonna go through and click all of them individually. Sure. And decide, do I think that person's gonna come? I'm not real sure. Where is this person located? Oh well, they're in Georgia. They're not gonna come to a Fort Worth show. Well, you remember remember the Adderbot that was? Let's go back yeah. to MySpace days. Oh yeah, you could get like fifty thousand oh, friends I, on I, MySpace so we, for like just, twenty bucks. When we had Justin Ross band, I mean, we're talking ten years ago. We were playing uh, Sparks over in, uh, I believe that's Haltom City or Richland Hills. Mm-hmm. It's just a sports bar. Yeah, it used to be a Tippins. Yeah, it has a small little stage, and um, I, that like that week I found this this Adderbot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you can get friends this way. Mm-hmm. So I started using it, and like we had like maybe a hundred friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, like in two days. I had we had like five hundred thousand friends, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
oh my god, I just let the, I just let it run on that computer. Right. Just yeah, running. Just turn it on. And all this day. was before they had all the capture codes and are you right. a robot? Yes, yeah, so you could do a hundred at a time. <laughs> I mean, two minutes. Yeah. Like just forever. Yeah. If you sat there, it would literally yeah. infinitely run. Forever. I did the same thing. And so, I, uh, I I found this thing like the day before the show where you could choose in your area. Same way you do it now, but yeah. same thing. It would just send an invite, and you could put a personal message in there, so it would send them a message and right. an invite right, right, to, right. That, to the to the event. Yeah, I remember I was I was working uh, for a print shop, and I got up at like five a.m. and to go to work, and I set it, and I, and that was the day before the show, mm-hmm. and um, we already had a poster put out and all that stuff. But I set this. I was like, well, let's just see, you know. Uh, and so we, I let it run, and I forgot about it. Right. And that thing ran all day, all <laughs> night, all through while we were playing the gig. We get to the gig. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We mm-hmm. got there to just load in, do sound check, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then we went and ate dinner, I think, down the street or whatever. And uh, I get a call. I can't remember what her name was. She was working there, but... She calls me. She goes, Justin, you got a ton of people that are here to see you play. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh. She's like, how many were you expecting? And I was like, I don't know, 25, 50, maybe? Yeah. You know, she's like, we're sold out right now. We got a line oh, out the door. Wow. And I was like, get the fuck. You know, like, and yeah. I go down there, and there's literally a line out that door yeah. and around the building going over to the restaurant. Right. Because people just thought this was like the new craze. And. Yeah. Needless, they know they didn't know a damn thing we were about to play because it was all original. <laughs> right, <laughs> we yeah. didn't have a record. They like, didn't know, yeah. We had no clue, and we got up there and sucked terribly. <laughs> like, you know, we were, <laughs> oh, we, what did I just pay for? <laughs> like, we were a three piece band. I was I was playing acoustic, and we had maybe like two hours worth of a set, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, no covers, but the crowd. Loved it. Yeah. You know, and sure. the ones that hated it, there were too many to tell that they hated it. Right. Like, right. There's some psychological. Thing to that though where yeah. if people think that they're getting something that's real and famous and they don't know that then though they they forgive a lot of its if it's mis- yeah. misgivings when it's when it's that way that's how radio definitely works especially oh, sure. in this texas country market because oh, these texas country market radio stations they they get to decide what's popular and what's not yeah you know what i mean and, and, and it there's there's some people that i think should be on there that aren't and there's some people that are on there that i don't think should be and and they, but they get to decide that, you know, your, your, your David Wilds and your Shane Hollingers and guys like that, you know, people that I know personally and they've, sure. they've been good to me. So I've been okay with it. Right. But there was a time when I couldn't get them to email me back and, oh. and you know what I mean? And, and I yeah. thought that I should, you know, that's my own being selfish. I think, Hey, I should be, I should be on here. My stuff is good, right. you know, but until it's on there, there's a, there's a very large contingency of people even to this day. Yeah. They'll go, well, I don't know who you are. And I'll go, okay, well, they, you know, they play my songs on the ranch. And they go, what? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm yeah. definitely going to check that out. You know right. what I mean? That really right. means something to people. And so I think if those people saw that on MySpace and they, and they went, okay, well, someone's obviously put time and money into promoting this show. Yeah, there's over th- there was over 32, or no, I'm sorry, three, three, two million 
invites yeah. is what yeah. that was in DFW. And so people, by the time people I went, going, I was like, oh my God, yeah. the thing's still running at home. Yeah. And it, so people uh, are going, oh, well, obviously this, I, this is clearly something that, that someone knows about that I probably should know about. Yeah, the guy I mean, liked the way the guy looks, you know, I'm going right. to go check what it out. What was it to fill up a, a capacity place that's 200 people? Yeah. Well, I mean, when we think about that, normally now we're yeah. like, oh, well, it's going to take a lot. Like, I like the idea that the, the, the manager of the bar was so surprised that Shocked. people were there. That people were at their bar. She, um, I'm trying to remember her <laughs> She's name. like, wait a second. So people actually me. want to see you? She That's was, not why I booked you. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she was just... Cause, I mean, again, think about like how many bands has she booked. Yeah. And then like they've all been like, oh, yeah, we'll bring 100 people. And then like nobody shows. Right. Like Bob shows up. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like They name off yeah. their fan base and, by and name. And Bob actually carries gear to get free drinks. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, he's with us. He's, he's part with of the band. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good people. Uh, but, you know, uh, she called. She was legitimately like, there's a, there's a shitload of people here. Can you get back here? <laughs> like they're asking for you, who you are, where you're at. And, they, and what's scaring me is they don't really know who you are. Right. And I was like, she, she knew what was up. And like, I was like, like, the mob is here. They're oh going to take God. you out. Like what happened? <laughs> like, you know, so, what happened? Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And I, and I totally just didn't think about MySpace being the ticket to that. And it wasn't like maybe like a month later. They shut that down. Like, oh yeah, like it was no more well, adder bots. When I was doing you know? the adder, the adder bot situation, I was doing like five hundred a day, specifically so that I could stay under the radar of of them. Oh no, it, it ended up shutting my MySpace down. Yeah, like I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still there. I can't get into it though. Yeah, I can't get my my password got changed. And I didn't, <laughs> They won't give it they to me. They were like, no, you have... Not that I need it. I don't really care about my million people on Justin Timberlake that bought MySpace. Did you know that? Did he really? He did. That's why it he sucks. Was, he, well, no, he bought it. <laughs> I'm kidding, no, he, I'm he, yeah, great. it sucked already. He, great. he, he bought it like four years ago because he was going to try to revamp it. I don't know why. It's a horrible investment. But... He did. I don't know. I don't know why JT, that. JT, what are you doing? I don't know. Keep making records. Don't yeah. concern yourself with MySpace. That's dumb. You're not Tom. That's like uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z made a, uh, a music streaming platform. Did you know that? You never even heard yeah. of it. No. Yeah. I've only heard of it because I saw it on Reddit or something. But he made a music streaming platform, and then he and Kanye made a record, and you could only get it on this music streaming platform. You couldn't get it. Terrible. You couldn't get it anywhere else. But I mean, it streamed everything else. Yeah, no, it was nobody. (laughs) People were like, "Why would I sign up for this?" Just because Kanye was on there. Why would I sign up for this? I've already got this. This is better than that. I'm not going to sign. Like, why would I do that? And then it it totally failed. But they did. That was like a year ago, year and a half ago. They did that, and they were just trying to corner some market, thinking you know, overblowing. They're, they're celebrity for sure. They a lot of uh, celebrity hubris that they had, which years back, I mean, years like 2000, 2001, like right after graduation, I moved to Oklahoma. You're so uh, old. I feel, I feel old, 35, but I feel 48. <laughs> You've lived a hard life. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> but I, anyway, that's 17 years ago now. Almost, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know. If, if I'm, I'm like thirty. What? I'm thirty. Mine was twelve years ago. I was in a rock band uh, in Oklahoma, and then I moved back to Texas and uh, continued the rock band here. And I was so green; I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I found this drummer and guitar player, and uh, on band mix. Remember that? I do remember that. 
Okay, so a band mix. I find these musicians. Hey, we need a bass player. You got to be professional and have pro gear. <laughs> and, and remember, and willing, the site would let you travel. put your phone number, so yeah, you had to put yeah, like yeah. eight dot yeah. one and dot spell out, seven spell out the, dash spell out the numbers with letters. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I, we had this guitar player named Josh Edmondson, and Josh's dad. I, I didn't know he was like minor celebrity, but in a bad way. <laughs> like he was the dude from Radio Shack that lied on his his resume, and he we got forced to resign. He was the CEO. Yeah, I that remember that. That's so crazy. And so I I think that that's the most amazing thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, well, because I I mean, like Josh told me, he's like, man, we used to live like in a double wide. He was there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm he, borderline in a double wide. Sure, he was winging it so hard. And he, for, we, he, like for a little while, he literally lied his way right into the spot of like I am the CEO of Radio Shack, for, and, and he, he held it for a little while, for years until, and then he ran it in the ground. Yeah. Uh, so his dad goes in after retirement, mm-hmm. goes in and gets this idea where they're going to do this live stream for music, and they're taking away the chart. Like they were, their goal was take away the Billboard charts. You know, some crazy ass idea about like you're gonna get points for your plays on the internet, and people are gonna download your music. Now, this is before we had Pandora. This is before right. Spotify. Well, now you know this idea as Spotify. Right. That's the investment he made. Yeah. So he's a part investor of Spotify. Wow. And he was talking about it. And I was like, there's no fucking way this is going to work. Like, this Yeah. Is- well, that was on the heels of Napster and torrenting. Like, why would anyone pay to download music yeah, when well, they can do and, it for And at the time, you were watching, like, how well Napster was succeeding. It was like... Yeah. Was well, once they, yeah, once they started suing people and, right. and all of that, they, everyone's going, well, people are just going to torrent music. I, I mean, I've got a good friend in Oklahoma, and I told him about it. And I was like, Jeff, this is what's going to happen. Like, these guys are dead set. Shitloads of money. Into yeah, it. he's like, dude, there's no way right. this is gonna work. It's a I'm terrible like, idea. Horrible idea. <laughs> you know, like it's not gonna ruin music. It's just gonna ruin somebody's life. You right, know, like, right. and, and then sure shit, here we are. It's, it's Spotify. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm just. I like, love it. It's so terrible though for, <laughs> for musicians. It's for us. It's horrible. It is. It's, it's like it's. In, I've, I've, have you ever looked turtle music up on Spotify? Yeah, <laughs> I have a hundred monthly listeners. <laughs> It's up from 97 a couple weeks ago. Is it Chris Watson, Chris James, Chris? Some are you just making different profiles? Listen, no, <laughs> I should. Every every device I have has a yeah. different profile. Yeah, just streaming 24 hours. I have. Well, who yeah. was that that did that? Was it Spotify that did it on? There was the man called the uh, the Sleep Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just silence. It was like an hour's worth of silence. <laughs> And they made like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars off of it, or something like for that. their next album. Yeah, and they just told all their fans to stream it twenty four hours a day. And by next album, I mean album with actual music, with real, <laughs> with real music. Yeah, that's not a bad idea if you can play the system. But Spotify is so absolutely terrible for artists. And it, I've looked it up. I, I I have a buddy that's uh, an entertainment lawyer, and he does he has pretty high profile clients, so he's really involved in all of this kind of stuff. And he he sent me this graphic that had a real, legitimate, actual breakdown of how much money you make right. per program, download program. And Spotify was at the very bottom, and it was one hundredth of a penny per play. <sighs> oh. They had it's so small that they <laughs> that they had to invent a, a a term for it called micro pennies. That the term micro pennies was coined specifically because of Spotify. 
the way I understand it. That may not be true. That may be just bro science that I just threw at you. Bro science. Yeah. Like that's I just heard that inadvertently in someone. And that's, that obviously that's a fact. Football field. Like a YouTube video or something. Good job. But my, that's what they call them is micro pennies. And it's one one hundredth of a penny. That's, that's what you get per play. So that's why there was this big to do about uh, what's his name? Pharrell had that, that happy song. Right. And that was like the hit song of the summer last summer. Yeah. And I mean, it was everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. Right. And it had, I think it was some inordinate million amount of streams. And he made like $5,000 or something like that off of it. <laughs> and then, yeah. And yeah. then, and so he made this, he made this huge stink about it. And, and there's nothing you could do because you, agree, you agreed to it. Yeah. But it's, it's, so, it's gouging. This is such a Wild West industry we're in right now. All this oh. stuff, because all this is brand new. Spotify's brand new. Sure. All this streaming and all this, all this streaming radio and all that crap, yeah. it's all brand new and it's unregulated. And, in, I, and I, it stays I, unregulated until something like that happens and someone popular enough makes a big enough stink that they can get to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court says, that's horseshit. You can't treat people like that. Right, right, right. Until then, Spotify makes their own rules. And that's what they're doing. That's why people like Taylor Swift has pulled out. Oh, yeah. And all these people have pulled out. But I can't pull out. And you can't pull no, out. No. We're not popular enough for that. Because then just people don't, don't know. I impregnate everybody with my music. People don't know that out. I exist if I'm not on Spotify. <laughs> and you should do that. You can do that. Yes. That's what we do. Guitar babies. Damn right. Speaking of guitars, they put a guitar center in by my house. I up can't on, tell uh, you how. Up north of town? Well, yeah. I live you know, up there north yeah. Fort Worth. So, going to get strings, like it took me an hour. Like I have to go down here to Hewlin. Right. They would take me an hour. Right. To, to get down here. Oh man! Hour to get that, back. All that oh, horrible yeah. traffic horrible between traffic. eight twenty and thirty. And then the, my only other option was Guitarosaur, which is off Western Center. I don't even know what that is. Sure. And I have no shame in saying they are crooked as crooked gets. <laughs> and <laughs> and then uh, Musical Palette, which I've been going to forever. Like, I don't know I've been what that going is either. Musical Palette's off Roos Snow. They were originally off Davis and Western Center. Um. I've been going there since I was 12. Yeah. Like, I mean, I bought, literally bought my first guitar from that shop. Yeah. And they've, their only competition's only ever been Guitar Center. Right. But it's, it's always been store. so, it's tiny. Oh. It's, I mean, it's living room size. Yeah. Like, it's little. Yeah. Little they buy, sell some strings. Buy, sell, trade type yeah, of place. Yeah, like, you know, here's our Oscar guitar. Here's our selection of first act guitars uh, My first <laughs> guitar that I bought with my own money Was an Ashland Acoustic Alright It was pearl About white 60 bucks 45 Yeah <laughs> Okay And uh, it got ran over by a truck by my own doing <laughs> <You ran over. laughs> I, By accident Oh by accident Total total accident <laughs> Uh, I blame my ex-girlfriend for that one. That's a good yeah. reason. I ran over it, but she she put it in harm's way. Sure. Yeah. We were at a campfire. That was deal, a metaphor. And it she was pulled a it out of the back of the truck, and she leaned it up against the tailgate. Yeah. And I was like, the fire is too far from the tailgate. We're still cold. And I didn't know that she had done this, and I backed this big truck up and mm. went, mm. and I was like, put the fire out. We're going home. That's a, meta- <laughs> like, that's a metaphor. Dropping for your, you off on the highway. The guitar is a metaphor for your heart in yeah. this scenario. It was a white heart. Too. Are you so okay? It was, ice. it was, it was clean and angelic. <laughs> Are you okay? But, uh, yeah, they put this, uh, I'm fine now. So it's only taken me all these years, 20 years to get over it. I'm doing good. I'm proud of you. Thanks. So they put this guitar center in and uh, lo and behold, I, you know, go across the street and buy strings and it, it was the most miraculous thing. I just wanted to throw that yeah, in Yeah, no, that's awesome. I order mine on Amazon. Yeah. 
they're if it's prime eligible, they're they're the same price or cheaper, and they'll be here in two days. I joined the Guitar Center's String Club. I don't know what that is. I I hate Guitar Center. So it's you pay twenty bucks one time, and then for twelve months you get five dollars off on your strings constantly. Just every anytime, anytime you want. And how much? And that's once a but you, once a month. Twelve dollars a get, month. You get you get five dollars off. Oh, just once a month. Once a month. Not every time. So if you can go in and buy a couple of packs of strings, you get five dollars off. That doesn't seem. I worth, was, that I doesn't mean, seem worth it. Hey man, it it's something. It's something. Look up prices on Amazon. They'll I come know. to your. They'll come to your front door. I know they will. I am so beyond what? addicted to Amazon Prime right now. I I, can't, I gotta stay away from it, man. Camera mm. gear. Oh yeah, I That's do. Glimmer, I buy man. Jeep oh stuff. God. I buy yeah. Jeep stuff on Amazon. I bought a, my my bumper. I spent four hundred dollars <laughs> on a bumper. Seems like a good deal. It was. Getting it was it. a good deal. <laughs> I stand by that, and it's solid. It's a great bumper. It's one of. The, it's a gigantic rock crawler metal bumper. I bought got, it off freaking Amazon. Like, you haven't I haven't even sucked into wish list, have you? No, oh, no. Don't, don't I'm do that. I'm I'm biting, it. and I've had to stop buying stuff for the Jeep too. I spent a lot of money all at once on that Jeep, dude. I had I and got I went, so oh, bad. I gotta eat this month with Amazon. Like yeah. I bought a DJI Osmo camera. Yeah. Okay. Great action cam. Mm-hmm. By accident, in my pocket, I didn't have my phone locked up, and I. Somehow it hit the Amazon app button with my pocket and pushed the reorder button and ordered <laughs> another one. And I get this notification like yeah. your eight hundred dollars has gone through. And I'm buy, like, buy uh-huh. one time purchase, one button right. click. Yeah, I'm like I didn't order this, and I'm like, you know, uh, yeah, it. you did. Yeah, no, you did. And I was like, <laughs> and I was so addicted that I was like, you know what? I might need a backup. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just hang, I'll just hang on to it in case I in case I need it. I might need a backup. Uh, yeah, I get it, man. I cannot. I I'm really bad about it, and it's to the point where I'll get four or five packages a week, and I won't know what they are. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, like Christmas. I open them up, going, "Well, I don't remember what I, I ordered. Like, 15 things. This could be any one of these 15 things." I got really drunk one night. One night, but who am I kidding? <laughs> um, and I had that wish list <laughs> app, and everything's like a buck. Like, you find things on there, you're just like, "Oh, that's so cool." And when you're drunk, you're like, "That's so awesome." And I had. Like ordered a watch, and I haven't worn a watch probably my entire life. Yeah, and I was like, I should probably get one. You know, I need one on I'd set. Look, I look sophisticated, like on set, like as if I'm it. shooting movies. <laughs> right, I, right. In my drunk mind, I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna be shooting movies. Yeah. And uh, I ordered like they had like a knockoff Sure 58 on there. I was like, Yeah, no, I, you know, back up for my secondary <laughs> mic because it's. Totally seems legit. It's five dollars. Probably the same. It yeah. sounds exactly the same. It shows up. It's like micro machine size. <laughs> Everything I ordered was like tiny. Yeah, it was like fit Japanese around a salt model. shaker. Like that watch was like <laughs> this could be a good ring for my toe. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a jacket off Amazon. Speaking to that, that was a really cool looking jacket, and I they came and I was medium size, and it came to the house and it was. Made for a ten-year-old, Asian medium. Yes, and I didn't look. You didn't look and at that, I did didn't you? look. No, and I should have. And they had a. And I went back after I got it and looked. And they have a very large, bold disclaimer that says these not these sizes vary. So measure yourself yeah. and go by your measurements and not by the sizes. And I never looked at that. Yeah, I. Uh... And so here's what happened: is that I tried to send it back. I sent them a, a, a refund claim. 
And they said, no, we posted it very clearly. We're not taking that back. <laughs> so a friend of mine named Rodney Parker and his girlfriend, Brittany, were over here at the house uh, last fall, I guess. And I wasn't here. And they texted me a picture of her wearing it because she's super small and thin and, and it fit her like a glove. And I was like, just take it. I sure. can't wear it. I was yeah. going to donate it. You know, it's, it was sitting on the back of this chair for like six months because I couldn't wear it. <laughs> And then uh, she bought and I said, just take it home with you. She wears it. It's a great looking jacket. I was so mad that I couldn't wear it. Now, yeah, I, I, yeah, Amazon's addicting, man. I totally got addicted to that for a while. Like, I was ordering like computer screens. I got my iMac off there. Like, I was like, I need all this stuff and I need it now. Like, and I, yeah, you think that. Stupid. I think that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I've, mean, had to, I've had to get to a point with the Jeep stuff that I find it and then I, I get to the point where I'm going to buy it and then I have to put the phone down, physically put the yeah. phone down and then go, okay, do I need this right now right. or is there something else I can apply this $100 to? Yeah, like a Leslie. Like I have to, well, that was money reappropriation is what that was. <laughs> so let's tap, we can tap the brakes on that. Oh. I didn't spend money on that. I actually made like... I made a little money on that. There you go. But it was just reappropriation. And I did need that. I'll say that I needed it. I'm okay with that. It's I like, wanted it a lot. It's like the conversation you have with Johnny. It's like saying we need another guitar. Yeah. And this is exactly the same thing we were talking about <laughs> then is this cabinet that I had the cabinet then that I was selling. And then I've, now I've sold it and bought it. And I've used that money to buy another one. And I thought I was going to have to spend money out of pocket. But the guy came down on the price to the same price that I sold the other one for. Yeah. And just and so I drove down to Austin. Yesterday morning, did just a five hour down and back from Austin and just picked up this cabinet. The guy was on his lunch break from work. He was wearing a suit. I met him at his house. I remember seeing the first time I saw a guy like struggle with a Leslie. <laughs> J Boy Adams, he's a, he used to be the guitar tech for ZZ Top, later became their manager, became manager of Pat Green later on. Got back into music later on in life. I did some shows with him. And his piano player, his Leslie player, what do you want to call it? Ah, it's an organ. Sorry, his organ player. For real. I thought you were a musician. Sounds dirty. It does kind of. <laughs> so he he's, Sorry, Mom. shows up in a minivan. Shows up in a minivan. Right. And uh, the entire center of that minivan is his Leslie. Do you have like a real one, like a full B3 and he's got, organ and all that? He pulls up to the stage and he's got a ramp that comes out and lays across over to the stage <laughs> and he wheels this thing out. And it's on those like the square casters yeah, that you that put for furniture. Way too small. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this dude's like in his 80s. <laughs> all right. He's like, no, I got it. You know, I'm like, yeah. He literally sounded wooden, like... Was it the wooden cabinet B3? Yeah. Yeah. The big oak. With the, like, with the, was it the keyboard, the B3 keyboard too? Or just, yes. just the, the whole Yeah, the thing. whole God, thing. those things are gigantic. The, the entire minivan. It we're talking about like one of the soccer mom van. Remember the huge windshield? Yeah, yeah, you thought yeah. you were in a spaceship? Yeah. Had all the seats taken out. And that's what was in there. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. the only thing. He had another car that pulled up that had all his like, guitars yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Jeez. <laughs> I was like... Those things are so impractical. Unless I you, have to have well, the real tone they, for this gig let for me tell 50 you, people. Let me tell you something. Well, that's one thing. <laughs> like, they sound, they, it's unrivaled. They're, they're, they've never made a simulator that sounds like a B3 or a no, C3. They, they never, never will. They never will. But those things are so unpractical. My Nord through that Leslie that I bought in there sounds fine. Yeah. If you, if you don't know 
you would think it was the same thing. Like sure. for people, for I was saying this yesterday on, on the deal I did with Chad. If if ninety nine point nine percent of the general population doesn't know anything about music, so they don't they don't like if I think that this this record has a bad mix. And for God's sake, people learn. I well, I don't know that they need to learn. It's I, maybe I don't have to try so hard, but but <laughs> if. Uh, if if I say oh the snare's too loud on this song, they should have turned the snare down or something. Right. People will go, I, I don't hear that. I don't oh, know. It's just no, a song. Man. I don't care. Yeah. So the, if I bring a real B three to to a gig versus my Nord with this with this Les, modern Leslie that I bought, and you put the people that don't know in front of it, and you go turn turn their back to it, and they which one of these sounds better? They go, I don't know. They sound the same because yeah. I think they sound pretty much the same. I mean, it's not yeah. amazing, but. That Nord weighs twenty pounds, and that B three weighs about four hundred pounds. Yeah. So it takes three people to move those things, but they make road cases for them now. Do you know that? Like you can take a B three or a C three or, or an M three even, and you can you can take the entire wooden compartment off, the frame, all of it, and you can put it in. Danny Ross has one. It's chopped. It's called a chopped B three, and they put they make now. It's a fiberglass mold. Of a, of a road case that fits that it, all the innards of the B3 slide right into it. Oh, no shit. So there's no legs, there's no sides, there's no top. It's all road case. With, and then you've got your drawbars and your keys. That's all. Huh. And then all, you turn it over up on its, on its top, and there's four screw-in holes. And they make these lead pipes that are like, I don't know, three feet, two and a half feet tall. That would that screw in, and they have wheels on the bottom of them, and they screw into those holes. And you set it back up, and you've got a full B three on wheels, and it weighs like a third of what it weighed in its full cabinet. It's awesome. Danny has one. Somewhere that eighty year old dude right now is going, son of a yeah, shit. yeah. <laughs> like he's just that's exactly yeah. But I mean, that's a pretty new thing. The guy from Mingo Fish Trap has one too. That's oh, how wow. I found out about it, and that's how I got Danny in touch with the guy. Was was he would bring it out? Dane, who is the most amazing keyboard player that I've ever seen, he's one of them. Uh, he's got one a chopped B three, and he brought it out one day, and it took one dude on the front. It's got handles, two handles on each side. One dude holding the fr- holding the front with one side, with one hand even had something else in his other hand. It wasn't heavy at all. It was awesome. That's awesome. That's killer. But that you know, you it looks cooler in the wooden box, and if you're if you're in a bus gig with a with a you know, box truck that's bringing all your stuff and people are setting it up for sure. you. They have their ways of putting it on wheels and ramps and everything, but it right. still takes two or three people to do it. Right. But, you know, if you're not doing it yourself, why not? <laughs> if they're going to do it for you, <laughs> I'd have a lot of stuff, more stuff if other people. I've con- continuously, exponentially downsized my rig over the last five or six years to my, my guitar amp is that small 35-watt two-rock yeah, head yeah. who yeah. I have a deal with. Thank you, two-rock, for giving me stuff. And then uh, that shameless plug, yeah. And then that one twelve <laughs> cabinet, and then I built a road case around it, and it's it's tiny. The whole rig mm. is tiny, and it's all encompassed in that one thing, and a pedal board, and one guitar, and I can make it in, in one trip. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Before I'd bring out like two super reverbs and three guitars and a guitar rack yeah. and two pedal boards, and I'm like this guy. And now I'm like, what's the least amount of stuff I can bring out and still sound like I'm supposed to sound? It was like talking to you about the other couple of weeks ago about that. That rock project with Taz, yeah, you know, and I went and did a rehearsal with him, and, and it, you know what, man, that that scene is so cool, and I and I miss it, and, and I wish that the amped up days of those days were still here, yeah, and I think that's where you and I differ, is that I was really far into that scene, I wasn't into it at all, and exactly, and that was totally and, lost on me, and so like we go to this rehearsal, 
and, and I've gotten so used to having like my DeVille. Right. My, my Paul Reed. Yeah. Four, board, four pedals. There we go. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've come from there to where you're, to where you're at, the yeah. scene that you're in. And yeah. I'm like, and I really, I really shrunk down my, my gear. Right. You know, and then I go have rehearsal with Taz and then I'm like, man, I got to break out the Marshall again. Marshalls. Right. You know? Yeah. And, oh yeah. And the Mesa and like, I was like, I forgot how heavy this gear is, man. And like how bulky and ridiculously big and loud. Yeah. And it took me a minute. Like I had to like dumb, well, I don't want to dumb down my ears, but I like, I had to like, it's not dumbing down. It's, it's thinking different. totally different. It's yeah. thinking not, it's thinking night versus day. It's on different tone. tones. Yeah, absolutely. And I miss it. Yeah. I, I, I would give anything to a go good, just to have like a studio that would say, Hey, let's make a fucking metal record yeah just bring out your stacks no. and yes. just turn them up yeah like, let's do that it's like, such a cool I, tone when you get it right it's it's silky smooth and aggressive and i love it and then it'd be nothing better except the fact that like i know like i'm not gonna push this to radio and i'm not gonna like, right i'm not doing this to get gigs i'm doing this because on my deathbed when i'm on a breathing machine like i want right. to be like check this out yeah <laughs> i used to do this shit that's, that's pretty dark. amazing <laughs> you know what i mean like dark vader promoting yeah, his metal record absolutely like, <laughs> i think that's one thing about like my music career is it's always been it's always been different it's always been challenging you know that I started You've reinvented I, yourself several times, even since I've met you. But I don't try. No, not, it's all it's like, still it's all it's still like you though. Subconsciously, yeah. But you, but that just goes to show that you had. There's a lot of aspects to music that influences you. Yeah, and you're comfortable diving into the acoustic set without a loop pedal, with the loop pedal. Yeah. Uh, the the hard rock, the big casino stuff, the yeah. southern rock of the Justin Ross stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different aspects of that. They're all yeah. kind of tied together, but they're. Super different. I, I can remember of the one of the coin. first times you and I played with each other. And I think it was at Bronson Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our band. And played I played "Take You for a Ride." Yeah. And you know, you saw the reaction from it, and you're like, mm, "Okay, well, that's the one. That's it. There, yeah. There's the Justin I need to know. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And it. But I mean, I you know I that go, was you in I, your in your truest element. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Like that was the most comfortable I'd ever seen you on on any stage. We had done acoustic shows together. Yeah. Exclusively up until right. that point, right? But you were in like you had your songs, you had arranged them, you guys were rehearsed. Yeah. Like that was the most comfortable element I had ever seen you yeah. in. It's uh, I mean, we're getting tomorrow. I got Lane Boatler on bass and uh, and Taz on drums, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do pre-production for the new record for that project. No, not for that project. Oh, for I'm, like, I'm gonna do my solo record. Oh, good. Before. That's and how you're gonna I do made Caroline the and all I'm gonna do Sweet Caroline and Breathe. Yeah, like, that, those are already songs. done. Yeah, for sure they've been done, but they're no. Great. I mean they're recorded. Like, oh, they're okay. done. Like I need to do the Sweet Caroline. I need to do the vocals. Right, that's it. Yeah, but the music's done. Great. I recorded that with Gary Kyle produced them, and those were the two songs that I thought Gary was great for producing on. Yeah, like he did great on it. And yeah, I remember you guys were working on some stuff about a year ago. We had Tony Avizano involved, and that's right, and. Um, and then it kind of just got put on hold because it was like the other tunes just, it was, for me, it was feeling forced. Yeah. It was like, we're forcing this record. We're right. forcing this. Right. Like, yeah. And it's not right. Things you got agitated. Sure. Like, and I finally just said, you know what? Let's just, 
Just yeah. stop. Yeah. You know, Chris will hold on to these, which Chris Howell up at uh-huh. Cafe Solo. There you go. And Denton. And, uh, and he, uh, he you know, yeah, man, I'll hold on to these. And, and so now, like, after, like, I don't know, searching your mind and do you really want to do this? Yeah. You know, um, I had a long talk with a good friend of mine, Adam Danes, uh, from Canada. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of knows how to get me in the sense that he, we we're, we we're just kind of mumbling back and forth about this conversation. <laughs> and he goes, you know what? You stop being a goddamn pussy and go in there and record your rock shit and don't, don't give a fuck. Just do right. it. Just go in there three piece style and, and kick somebody in the teeth with it. Yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what I need to do. Like, and you know, and then it kind of all came together. Like Johnny's been saying it for, you know, six months now. He's like, you need to go do a rock record. Like yeah. you need to stop. Gotta get it out. Stop doing your singer songwriter. Take what you've learned from it. Yeah. You know, take, take the good lyrics you have and put it with good rock music. And he goes, cause that's what's missing out there. He goes, you have rock bands that are, and there's some great ones, man. And yeah. I mean, I've got some favorites, but their lyrics are crap. A lot of them. There's no it's meaningful. Not about that. It's not. It's about heavy hitting drums, heavy hitting guitars, yeah. lead riffs, right. et cetera, hooks for guitar. Yeah. And you could be singing about making popcorn. And <laughs> everyone's like, that's such a sweet song. You know, it really means something to me. But uh, that's popcorn. the that's the goal for the new record, and uh, I think that's a great idea. I think that will take you back to exactly what I said a second ago, where that's that's the the, the best version of you, where you're the most comfortable, right? Because I think that that you seem comfortable now, but you seem anxious to to figure out what the next thing is. Yeah, it's kind of like someone who's who's about to graduate from college and they're about to enter the workforce and they already have a job offer, right? That's how I, that, you know what I mean? Right. That's the metaphor that I can come up with. Cause you're like, okay, I just, like, I, ah, I want to, okay, let's, let's yeah. go do this. Like yeah. now I have, now I've got the necessary tools. Like now we can, yeah. now I can be me again. Right. You know, not that you're not being you now. Well, but. no, like with Sidecar, it, it, it's, it's completely an escape. And I think Johnny would agree with this too, is that it's a complete escape from what you normally do. Yeah. And it's for either, for both of you. you there's a lot of things I can do on acoustic that I cannot do on an electric. Right. And so it sidecar gives me the, the chance to do those things. And, and for a while there, I mean, I think sidecar is finally now finally getting to the point where it's starting to form into what it really is yeah. versus where it was. And we were still trying to figure it out. Like right. it was, it was just so weird. Yeah. Well, your, your styles between the two of you are very different. Im- so immensely blending them together took some took some doing patience yeah yeah for both of us yeah him and me i mean you guys touched on something the other day like i was uh i've been doing song swaps for god man yeah for years now like before song swaps were even a sure thing yeah yeah you know and and um you guys were talking about you know guitar players that'll sit there and noodle I am the worst about it. You like do, you I do am, that sometimes. But I only do it with people like that I'm just extremely comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. Like you or you know, and, and 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 I know like I've seen you. It's, like I've seen you in a I don't yeah. even think you knew I was there and I can't remember the venue but you were in a song swap and you literally stopped and looked at the dude and you were like shut up. <laughs> I've done that a lot of times. <laughs> and I and like for me I'm like I'll be on stage I'm like dude 
And I'll look over Man, at you like I keep waiting for like, The water's nice. I don't like, mean to be a dickhead about it, <laughs> but if when that's happening, and it's I'll, I'll only do that to someone that I don't know because I it's disrespectful to me. It if is. I don't know you and it we're is. in a song swap, right? And you're noodling half the time. You're trying to figure out what key I'm in. You yeah. don't know my songs. I play a lot of weird chords, and I don't you play. Do. I don't play traditional it like t- three chords. It's me playing songs. with you, Fat Daddy, is to figure out like there's key changes <sighs> and there's this. modal changes and there's certain songs that if I'm not telling you what's happening sure. in real time, you right. don't know what's happening. That's and that's right. not because I'm amazing or anything like that's that. Right. It's because you don't know. And so I've had dudes try to noodle like the song just for tonight. There is a full-on key change in that song. And if you try to play a solo in the, in the main key of that song... And it switches your five. Every note is wrong. Yeah. And you... I've had people that uninvited try to take a solo on that song. And I don't solo, solo, solo on that song when I'm by myself because I play the chords and I've got a little thing that I do. But I've had people jump in. And if the song is in A-flat and the solo is in E-flat major. And... You, those two keys don't play together very well. No. And so I've had dudes just plow through in A, in a flat. <laughs> and they're looking at me like I told them the wrong key. <laughs> or like, they're like, they, like I'm doing the wrong thing. You know <laughs> like, what I mean? Dude, and, I wrote this song. And there's been a couple of times where I'll just let them do it. I'll start playing quieter. Like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, like, go for it. And there's been other times where I'll just full on stop and go, just dude, quit. Yeah. Quit playing. You don't know the song. Quit playing. I didn't ask you to play. It, it, it also, I only do that. I only, I've made a rule for myself as a result of that because I, that happens a lot. Only if you ask me to play, I'll play. Everybody, I say everybody, most people that I song swap with know that I'm, I'm a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And they know that, that I can hang if, if necessary. Right. And so I think a lot of times when I do song swaps with those people, if they don't ask me to do anything, I'm not going right. to do it. And a lot of times, we'll get two or three songs in, and they'll go, hey, man, if you want to jump in on any of this stuff, feel free. And then I will. If I right. hear something, I will. But until then, I'm not ever going to be that guy. Right. Because, right. N- not because I can't, because I can. I know that I can. Right. But because I'm not, I don't want to be that guy. Maybe you don't right. want, like, maybe the song is more impactful if there's right. not a solo, or right. if there's not a fill between everything. But people don't understand that. No. Some of these, some of those, I have, I have a, a very large issue with the, with the person, and I'm, let me preface this with I'm, I have no problem with people practicing and enjoying getting better at their instrument, and I think everyone should. I, what, I, what I don't like is people who go and buy an acoustic guitar for $200, learn five chords, oh. write eight songs, and then consider themselves on the same level of musicianship it, that I'm on. It's those same dudes that, you know, and because and, you use loop station, I use a loop station, Johnny's, and I know yeah. a lot, I know a ton of people now yeah. that are using loops. Yeah. Let's go. Let's take it back ten years ago. Right when the, when the only loop station that was out there was the Line Six DL Four with a fourteen second loop on it. I think it was horrible. It was horrible. But if you mastered it, if you got it down, you yeah. could do it, and yeah. you could you could throw in a couple of chords and play a lead part of it. I can remember being in song swaps back then. Yeah, invited to be there. Yeah. for what I do, mm-hmm. get on stage, start using it, and ha- and to this day, I still have people make comments about yeah. it. And I'm like, dude, you know what? If you spent more time learning your instrument and learning your, the things that you can use to make yourself better, yeah. then we wouldn't have this fucking issue. So don't sit there and tell me what right. I can, what I can right. and can't do on this stage right. when you're the one dumbing yourself down. Right. I've had people do the same thing. Hey, man, just play the song. Don't yeah. use a loop pedal. Right. Just, why don't you just <sighs> strum the chord? It, it kills me. It's like, because that's why this is better this way. Like, yes. I'm improving myself. I'm improving the overall experience for the people in front of me. 
The worst is when they say stuff like, well, I didn't bring my band with me. Well, like, yeah. no, you didn't. Yeah, maybe you should have. Maybe you should yeah, have. Like, like, I'm not yeah, going to, like, not my fault. you know, Johnny and I played a show a while back with, I'm not going to say any names, but we played with a guy. And he brought his percussion player and right. his lead guitar player. Right. I didn't say two words about it. No. I loved it. No I was like, that. cool. Awesome. Awesome. It puts him on it's a, a song swap. And he, you know what? Yeah. Puts him on an equal people, footing. Yeah. They sing harmonies with him. I have a harmony pedal. Yeah. This guy played a lead guitar with him. I have a loose station. Like, it's the same thing. Same thing. Like, I didn't have to bring two other guys. Yeah. It's not a brag. It's the same it's the same thing. It's awesome. Yeah. It was it's, great. And it's I not think, about you. It's about the people who are listening. Exactly. They get the better experience. Exactly. And if you want to, if you want to bring three people to a hundred and fifty dollar gig, that's your prerogative. If they want to play for fifty bucks yeah. a piece, then that's your prerogative to do that. Well, I bypass that by having a loop pedal and now, a keyboard that I can play into it as well. I will say this: in my years of doing, and, I, and I'm going to say this only because if there's anybody listening to this, they're probably waiting for me to say this. But like you know, like we were talking about, like you'll shut somebody down if they start playing. Yeah. With you. Okay. I I've been known. At song swaps, I've never had to do it to you or Johnny or you know any anybody sure. in our little you know whatever. But there are a few musicians out there that I've literally handed them their money for the show and asked them to leave. Yeah, in the like third song in absolutely like and we're done like, here, we're done. You know and and I want I want that guy to know. I want those those people. Yeah, I want them to know that I wasn't being rude. No. I was saving no. you from yourself. Saving you from yourself and saving you from losing fans. Exactly. Because people who well, come into your show that you promoted, they go, this is a crappy show. I'm not in and it's not, because it's not you or him. It's both of you at right. that point. Those people are going to relate what happened to you, especially because exactly. you promoted it. You're the That's reason exactly they're there. exactly right, Chris, because there's so you many may people. Be, you may be killing. And it doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because the other guy is making everything poor. I've had people show, like, it's guys I thought were like, and like I haven't shut it down. Right. I've taken the risk, and I let it continue for that hour. You know what I mean? Right. And and uh, sorry, I bumped this. And I, you know, I let it, I let it roll. And then I get this guy after the end of the gig goes, "I got to tell you, that was really hard to sit through. I didn't have fun. I had fun when you were singing, but I didn't have fun while this guy was singing. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, right. man, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like I, I'll do my best because, man, like with song swaps, like. That's a Texas thing. It's you know, it's it's something I think that started here. I could be wrong on that. that I don't could know. Could be a, a bro idea. I think it's I think it's a good concept. I think the execution is poor. That's why, like, my idea in that was, I, I see a lot of people song swap. I remember back when Joey Green was song swapping mm -hmm. at Eagles Nest, and right. I took over after him. You mm -hmm. know, the one thing that you never see out of that is. It's just truly a showcase for both artists. Right. Okay, so treat it as a showcase. Right. Talk to the musician. Let the people know who you're listening to. Right. And why they're not going to hear you know, covers all night. Right. You know what I mean? And, and giving the people that. And, right. You know, and then, you know, Eagles Nest, Bronson Rock. Right. Dublin Square. Right. Uh, Blue Bayou. And for many years, you know, two years at each one. Mm -hmm. I, I, we recently just stopped Blue Bayou, mm -hmm. like in the last week. Yeah. Um, we're, we're playing there next Wednesday. Yeah, for uh, it'll be uh, Matt Hillier from Eleven Hundred Springs and He's Johnny. Awesome, and that'll be our last one for the year. Like we're done. Yeah, and then we'll come back in January on the eighteenth, and we're just doing it every other week because it's run its course. Yeah, and it can't run. All gigs get that way. Sure, but in a song swap, what am I trying to say here? If there's any 
thing I, I can tell other musicians out there is like, whatever you got, bring it. Yeah. Bring it to that stage and pick out the songs that want that you want to. It's a show. You have to treat it like a show, like a weekend show, yeah, even yeah. though it's a Tuesday. Don't get up there and sing a Garth Brooks cover. Yeah. And, 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 and now somebody comes up and goes, here's 20 bucks. Yeah. Sing, but don't yeah, don't mail it in. A lot of people treat song swap gigs as mail-in gigs. As this is easy money. I'm going to show up with a guitar and a DI, and I'm just going to play, and then I'm going to go home. But you're not gaining fans that way. You're not furthering your career that way. I'm guilty of that. I do. If I'm having a bad week or I'm down on myself, <coughs> I'll do that. But not not because I don't care, but just because I'm in a bad mood. But a lot a lot of dudes don't care. Here's what I think should happen. I think that being I think song swapping is a good idea. I think mixing artists who don't normally play together is a good idea. And I'm I am that guy in most song swaps because I don't right. play country music and you are too and Johnny. Right. And and we we're the guy that stick out in right. those settings. But what I think should happen is one of two things. <coughs> and I think that you should each if you've got three dudes on a stage, I think each dude should play two songs. Each oh, at, yeah. at a time. Sure. Because when I'm song swapping with two other or three, sometimes three other dudes on a stage, I'll sing a song and I'm waiting for literally 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. before I play another song. And I can't catch a groove. My voice never gets warmed up. Yeah. I don't get into I don't get into position where I'm doing something entertaining for the people that are in front and of that me. And that really falls into the line because a lot of these dudes, and, and I hate to say this, but you got your storytellers out there. Yeah. And that's either they talk for five minutes before they play the tune, right? Which I think, God, just stop and sing. They yeah. don't want to hear your story. Not Nobody for that, cares. Not for that long. <clears throat> tell, tell your story. Have an anecdote, but make it short. Make it make it a part of the intro of the song. The thing that kills me is like people that constantly like. Yeah, hey, like a, I, wrote, I wrote this song yeah, about right, blah right. blah blah blah. Like, dude, the song will tell the story. Right. If it's a good enough song. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to convince me to like it before you play it. People always ask me, like, Justin, why don't you talk more to the crowd? Because the crowd isn't there to listen to me talk. No. Period. Unless you have something poignant to say, which yeah. would be short and anecdotal, and then it would lead right into the song. And it's not going to cost me time. Right. It's not going to cost Johnny time. Right. You know what I mean? And that's where I think it gets messed up. I think if I were allowed to, do, to run a song swap and where each artist played two or three songs in a row... And then the next person played. By that second and third song, I'm I'm in a groove. I'm in a rhythm. I select the three songs thoughtfully because they'll play well together. Right. And then the crowd who might be there to see me but doesn't know who the other two guys are, they get a, a little mini set of me every right. every half hour. Yeah. And then they can decide whether or not they're going to pay attention to the other dudes. True. You know True. what I mean? And their fans get to see and them. Then that and also falls back into them. the line of like you got to make sure you have like that's kind of like you got to call that. Doing it that way at the gig, because what if oh, you yeah. take it like I, or advertising? You know, I've, I've taken so many risks. Like I, I have good friends that are, t- you know, book this guy. He's coming through town. He's great, man. You're gonna love him. And, right. I'm, and then I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, you know. And I do it, and I get him out there, and then it's a, you know, it's a coin toss. Are yeah. they gonna be good? They either gonna be really good or they're gonna be terrible. Right. Like there's no in between. Right. And most of the times they're terrible. Sure. Like I'll be yeah. honest here. Well, yeah, but I mean, and then and then your people are subjected to that, and that affects you. And like, so, like at that, that point, like I'm like, yeah. I want this guy to, like, I either have to kick him off stage. That's option one, or <laughs> I've got to like pray to God he, you know. Doesn't run the crowd off. Yeah, you know? that's a weird place to be in when you're running a song swap, for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know that, and, and I think a lot of that would be eliminated 
with that. Or I've thought about doing this when I do Red Goose song swaps with people that I don't know, yeah. where I'll go up to them and I'll say, okay, look, we're going to fill in 930 to 130. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get up and do an hour. You're going to get up and do an hour. I'm going to get up and do an hour. You're going to get up and do an hour. That right. way we're only playing two hours a piece. It's not that long. Right. There's no breaks. There's no lull in music. My fans get to see me do an hour. Your fans get to see you do an hour. If they want to stick around for the next hour, they can. Then you put two guys like you and I on stage, and we rock balls, because that last show we had there was Absolutely. Awesome. But I'm saying do that with people that you don't want to play with or that true, you don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, true. You know what I mean? If, if there's a guy, I, Shane, is, uh, Shane, Shane Riddle at, at Red Goose specifically yeah. is really, really good about mixing artists. And He's introduced me to a lot of people that I, that I hold as dear friends now, yeah. like uh, Eric Willis. Yeah. I, never, I didn't know who Eric Willis was, and he put me on a song swap with Eric one yeah. night. And we did it, and he and I became great friends after that. And that's another place that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, to where like when we talk about playing for crowds that are numb to the fact because they live here in town. Well, Red Goose, you have so many tourists that come through there. Right. They have no idea what they're walking into. Yeah. They see two acoustic artists, they're like, what the hell? Yeah. And they walk in, and they hear it, and they go, yeah. oh, my God. And most of the time, like, I don't think I've... If I've set merch up out there, I usually, you know, hundred bucks worth of merch. And if, if you sell a hundred bucks worth of merch, like, well, I mean, you remember we, when that night we show. were there, that guy came up and bought five hundred dollars worth of freaking yeah. CDs. Yeah, he did, handed them out, and he was like, "Here you go, everybody." And yeah. Like, I mean, that's the that's awesome. But you can go five blocks down the road to Magnolia Motor Lounge and not sell a koozie. Yeah, because they're used to that. Yeah. You have to, you gotta, you gotta really earn it in a place like that. And Mags is great, and I, and I love that place that's, too. Yeah. And, but. I'm just saying that there's a place that's with seasoned locals mm-hmm. that know. Mm-hmm. You got to earn it. And you got to earn it. You have to earn their respect. Yes, you more do. More than they're not tourists walking in going, oh, we don't get live music ever. So holy crap, this is in front of me. So I love but it. See, the way I look at it is like, I've spent 25 years of my life earning it. I don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. No, but it's not about that at that point. It's not about having to prove yourself. It's about having a product that, that people want to hear. I agree with that's, that. That's it. It's not a, you've proven yourself to yourself, right? Numbers, numbers of times, and so True. you you are confident in who you are. You don't ever seem uncomfortable nope. doing doing stuff on stage. So it's not. I don't think it's about being at Magnolia and proving. And I, I'm not singling that yourself club out. To the, no, 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 saying, no, no. I'm club, just saying, I'm yeah, saying in general, venues like that, venues like that, where there are seasoned music listeners who right. who have discerning ears. You're not. I don't think you're proving yourself to them as much as. You are putting yourself out there, and they're either going to like it or they're not. Yeah. I'm very comfortable on stage doing doing my material, right. and I play a lot of venues where I know that people don't really care for it. Right. But that doesn't make me not want to play anymore. Right. And I don't. Th- I think that's where people get weirded out. Where it's like being a stand up comedian and telling a joke and no one laughs. Yeah, <laughs> but the, you know that's horrifying. It's the thought. same thing. And, and 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 on the on the I wanted to close the door on the the song swap deal. Yeah. Was that on the lighter note of that side? I've, I, I can't tell you how many artists I've had come out and play these things and get recognition from it. Yeah, and, and people love it, and yeah. then they get a gig booked there on the weekends, yeah. and they come out and they make a shitload of money yeah. and have and make fans and. Uh-huh. And there's been more of that than there has been bad ones, and then that's the beautiful part about living yeah. here in Fort Worth is that yeah. you're surrounded by yeah surrounded literally absolutely and if there's every anything night of the you week ever want to know it's infinitely out there. Yeah. Defined for sure, just down the block from you, yeah. And that's what kills me about a lot of musicians it, that, like you're talking about, the dude that picks up a guitar, learns G, C, and D, but he is not, even if you walked up to him and said, Hey, man, here's the deal, I want you to walk over here to Chris Watson, make friends, 
and learn. Let him be your Jedi master. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, and he'll go, hell no, man, I'm here for the boobs and the beer. Yeah, like, I don't need to do that. I already, I'm, you've already, oh. I'm already here. Like, you've already booked me. Why would I do that? Yeah. Well, I, that's, that's a, a cultural thing, I think, too, in that, and I, I've been playing instruments since I was five years old. I've been playing music my whole life. Yeah. And, and a lot of, a lot of the, the newer singer songwriter people haven't, and they don't, yeah. I don't think they understand what, there's a difference, like I used to teach lessons. I taught lessons, guitar lessons and piano lessons for a really long time. And I would tell my students, my guitar students specifically, they would get a little bit too noty and just, they wanted to be fast. Yeah. And they didn't care what they were playing. They just wanted to play more. And I would tell them there is a, a very, very large difference between being a guitar player and being a musician that plays guitar. Right. Those are two completely different things. And a lot of these song swap People like we were saying who they know eight, four chords and they've written eight songs and they know 30 covers and they're, you know, and they've been playing for a year. I'm not shitting on that because that you have to do that. You have to start somewhere. Everyone to. starts somewhere. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that's bad. But those those specific types of people continually adopt the idea that they've already done all the legwork. Yeah. And now it's time to reap the benefit. Right. Instead of like me, I never am happy and satisfied with my playing, my writing, my singing. So I'm no. working on it daily. I'm with you. I'm, I practice every way. day and on there's something. Like, there's like another me standing in front of me going, yeah, you did that last show. Now what do you got now? So, yeah. You know, like, and, and, and okay, I'll listen to a recording and I'll go, okay, well, that solo was pretty weak. Like maybe yeah. I'll work on that section and next time I do that solo, it'll be better. And, and, and all, those, all, but all those the other people, to the guy to your right's and they're going... What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm, yeah. that was amazing, right? And and so you and you have to fight that too, and I and you have to not let that go to your head. But those those people that they they just assume that they're there and they have a handful of fans, and they go, well, "This I'm amazing already." So now I'm just going to go get drunk, and I'm going to mingle, and I'm not going to work on my craft. I'm going to keep giving them that same thing, and now every song you write ends up sounding the same. And I, it's just I wish that I wish that mu- people would take music more seriously as a craft instead of as a as a social position because that's what a lot of those dudes end up as. They end up as as dudes. They're socialites. They go to the bar. They play the same little songs. You know, they play the same places. They crash other people's gigs. They play the same songs. I know a handful of people like that, and and I I love them as people, but I don't respect them as artists because I they're not. I don't consider them artists. I totally I, they're agree just with you. they're just dudes that do that. Yeah. And and you know they're not spending the time on their craft, but they're going around telling everyone that they're that that's what they are. But right. that's not what they are. Correct. The dudes that play music on the side and they have a day job. Those dudes can do that to all they want to me. I know some dudes that are like that, yeah. and but they don't they don't go up to a random stranger and go, "Oh yeah, I do gigs with Chris Watson, and we you know we do a lot of stuff together. We're like you know we're a lot alike." They don't yeah. do that, but no. and and because they know the difference. Yeah, but the dudes that don't know the difference, they they're socialites to me. They're they're in the same vein as Kim Kardashian to me. <laughs> they go well, get they go it, it be goes seen, back to the and they it, get drunk and party, and that's all they are. And I and I really hope that like this message gets across to people out there. And a good friend of mine told me this once and it's always stuck with me. And, uh, when you're at a, when you're at a venue, whether it be a bar concert hall, red rock, Billy Bob's, whatever stadium, when you're in the circle of the musicians, look who is here for the party Mm -hmm. and look who's here to learn. Right. 
find the guy who's wanting to learn. Yeah. Stay away from the dude that wants to party. For sure. And when you find That's that great person, advice. when you find that person, you will, uh, you will seriously start walking ahead, walking through doors that's just open on their own for you. Yeah. Because they want to open for you. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone, they recognize the person who is, who is willing to learn and get better. And you forgive someone's pitfalls a little bit more if they are continually improving themselves. Right. And that's, that's, a, that's great advice, and that's a great saying that, that anyone should adopt in any, in any thing, in any form of life. That's exactly just right. Find the person who is constantly trying to be positive and better themselves. That's right. And that, that's, that's a good message just in general. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like that, and I, I'd like to try to be that person, and I like to definitely surround myself with that person. A lot of that is, has happened in the last nine months yeah. just with the, this drastic change in my life. But sure. I... Uh, you know that I, I think that that's great advice. Be just be, and then you can be that for someone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. If you if someone someone the switch flips one day and they go, holy crap, I need to get on this. Yeah. Where then they're surrounded by people that are like them, and then they're like, okay, well, who do I need to go see to get me back on this track? You know, if what? you can be that for someone, that's think, what being a person is all about. I think the downside to a lot of musicians these days is they're never gonna know. I, I say never, but this is just me thinking out loud. But like, are they ever really going to know what it is to like when you're, you know, when you're ten, you're ten years old, and you that first time you fucking hear a guitar solo, or you, you know, you make you commit like that day you commit and you go, I'm playing music, I'm doing it, yeah, you know, and you grow up through your teenage childhood and blah blah blah, and you become an adult and. You know, you get out and you start playing. There's there's a line there in life where you go, okay, I'm going to either keep doing this mm-hmm. and sacrifice all to do this, or I'm going to go get a job. I don't think we're going to see many more musicians, that's just my opinion, in and around the area that, are gonna, that will see break through that gap. Right. I could sit here and say, well, I did it and I broke through the gap, but I'm 35 years old and I've got like 50 bucks on me and that's it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, no. I didn't well, really succeed. There's, well, but there's I, different levels of success. You know, that's, I get that question a lot. Like, when are you going to make it? And I go, well, what do you mean by that? There's, there's I haven't no, had a, I haven't had a day job in my, seven years. On that, like, my thing is like, dude, I'm 35. I've made it. I'm not dead. Yeah. I've, I've played some fucking amazing shows. Yeah. I eat every meal that I yeah. want to eat. I can, if I want to go on vacation, I go on vacation. Go on vacation, right. I'm not, you know, I've made it. Everything else beyond where I'm at right now and where you are, I believe, is just icing on the cake. If I were to start all of a sudden, if, if my, one of my records was to just go viral and I, all of a sudden I was selling out, you know, 400-person venues... That's just that's just a better version of what's of the good thing that's right. already happening, right. and that's awesome. But when people say that, people ask me that a lot. What, what, when are you like? When are you going to make it? Like, what's you know? What's the, what's the next step in up? You know? And it's like, well, if I knew that, I would have done it already. Like, that's a dumb question. My mother and God bless her. She's she's the reason I play music, and you know, she's getting older now, but she she always she's always asked me. You know, God, I'll be sure glad when you know. 
when you make it, when things, you know. And she, <laughs> but she comes from a time, yeah, when when the when the studio, the 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 record label would walk in the door, right. they'd be like, "All right, Molly, well, come on with me, yeah. sign here. Here's your money. Let's go make a record in Nashville." Yeah, and that was back when that dream was still alive, right? And if and you like, got signed, you were going to make it. That was period. It. Right, and they she was. Would, they wouldn't sign you. She otherwise. was signed with RCA, and you know she did her thing, and and then she when she got pregnant with me, like Nashville shut her down. It's right. like no more. Right, you know, and the day I was born, just when she was like, yeah, you're gonna pick up from where I left off. Right, and there's no more making it. It's the way you make it is exactly what we're talking about. You make it by keeping yourself going. You don't yeah. have to play for 200,000 people. If you're playing better. for 20 people and you're playing original music and you yeah. make it to middle age, well, buddy, yeah. you're doing better you're, than... You're doing better than most, for sure. You didn't need radio to get there and you yeah. didn't need... You're like, you did this uh, yeah. on your own. That's I've, making it. I've been lucky in that I haven't had to have a job other than a job I wanted to have, like teaching lessons. But could you imagine right now, like, let's say tomorrow... Your hands get chopped off. God forbid they don't. Yeah, why would you say you that? You know, but <laughs> don't Jeez. put that on me. You know, but I'm just saying, let, imagine that. Yeah. And then you had to go find a job. Yeah. Yeah. That had nothing to do with music. I, I wouldn't know what to do without, yeah. Exactly. I, I, yeah, I would be in a weird spot for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I know a lot of people who, who are on that circuit and that do a lot of the acoustic gigs that I do, but they work during the day. Yeah, and they do you know whatever they have to do. A lot of them do construction, right. or they they do this or that. And and I don't have a problem with that. I've just been lucky that I figured out how to hustle into a position where I don't have to do that. Right. But and that in that in my mind, I'm it, okay. So to put that into perspective, I constantly go, okay, well, I'll be really happy when I can sell two hundred tickets to every show that I play. But that guy's going, I'll be really happy when I don't have to go wake up and go to this job site anymore exactly you know what i mean exactly and then the guy below him is going man i'll be really happy when i have enough songs that i can book a gig right you know what i mean and the guy above me that's selling 200 tickets is going i'll be really happy when i'm selling 500 to a thousand tickets exactly. you know what i mean you got to put it in perspective for yourself that way that's true and that's i try to keep that keep that in mind and i i do want that and i everyone should aspire to whatever the next thing is of course but definitely don't ask any musician you know when they're going to make it because in their mind, they may have already made it, and you may be putting doubts in their brain, and you may be giving them un- unreasonable expectations for their own career. That's exactly right, and that could be damning to their career. And you could, you know, not, and you could, it could be, be the mentally, reason mentally damaging. Yeah, like, and, and it could be, it could be that could be the the, the thing that just makes him go crazy. I mean, I'm I'm a very odd person. I know that, and it's those balances are are. They're fragile for sure, the balances that I have in place. But if someone were, okay, let me, I had someone tell me within the last six months that I would have already made it by now if it weren't for my voice. (laughs) And they told me that if I were to have the same records that I have, but have a different singer, or if I were to make a new record and just make the music, and then have guest singers come in and actually sing the songs that I would get a lot more popularity. And then I, like, I would be like Mark Ronson, like making the music. Like I'm really good at that, but someone else needs to be the singer. And that stuck with me 
since that day. Well, well, I mean, and well, that came in a time where I really thought I was singing well. And I, I think I'm getting better as a singer and I'm ever improving. But I feel pretty good about my voice right now. Better than I ever have in my life. Right. And when that hit me, it was so nonchalant and unthought out from this person that it, it, it struck me down for a couple of days. Wow. Where I was, I sat like I was like I went back and listened to my records, and I went, okay, well they're not. I mean, I'm not. It's not amazing, but I'm singing on pitch. I'm singing in time. The words are fine. I'm articulating. Like, what's wrong with it? I've heard much worse than that, you know. And it and it's somebody that that, you know, may or may not have a position to say that, but I don't think anyone has a position to talk to somebody like that. No. You know what I mean? Because I don't think that he realized you know when he said that to me that that was going to be as detrimental to my confidence as it was. And I didn't think it would either. But because I was in, like, in the, in the side you, of that, you know? in the side of that, it's it forced you to go home, listen. Okay, yeah. I'm doing. I, I, I'm good with this, but like, but subconsciously, you're gonna think about that the next time you hit a microphone. Absolutely, every so time. I got to every time and say, then I think about it. Yeah, the guy didn't put any thought into what he was doing damagingly. Right. But did he have to, you know, I I think about Jeff Lee, one of my best friends back in 2003. It just destroyed me on guitar. I was like, you're one of the worst rhythm players (laughs) I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) Right. And and I look up to this guy just like a mountain. Right. And, And he, he's an incredible guitar player. Sure. And, I'm like, oh my, oh, like it, it hurt. And, yeah. and what it was is he, you know, and like I was at a gig and he told me this. I'm like, I went home and practiced with a metronome and yeah. like over and over and over and over. And now like I get in a studio and I'm like, I'm like a damn clock. Yeah. Well, that's, you know? there's two types of people when that something like some adversity like that is, is thrown upon them is that you can either go home and, and go, okay, well maybe you're right and I need to improve and I'm going to practice or holy crap, I didn't realize I was so terrible. I'm, I ought to quit. I should <laughs> right. stop. And he didn't know which one I was when he said that. Ugh. I know that I'm not the kind of person that would, that would that would end my career, but some people may be. They may be new in their career. Like the dudes at the song swaps who are noodling on your, on your song, and you go, hey, man, shut up. Stop playing. Yeah. You're playing wrong. They may go, well, and take that to heart and go home and throw their guitar away. You, know, you don't know. But, you don't know. But, yeah, I, they, I, I don't think that people should be so careless with with their judgments of of people's music and their and their art form and their craft and when you ask someone they, when they're going to make it or or when they're when is when are you going to go on the voice when are you going to go on american Idol? Uh, i get, I get, I get that, that all the time and and i i probably not going to do that not because i think there's anything wrong with it but because that's not for me that's not what i'm trying to do you know that's not it's not i'm not saying it would never happen but I'm saying I'm not I'm not going to actively seek that out. I don't think. I, but you know, man, and, and this isn't a, a booster, but this is like on what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. This is I've heard guys and girls tell me that they think Josh Weathers is a terrible vocalist. Mm-hmm. Terrible. They're like, man, he sounds like a chick, and uh, it sounds forced, and it just doesn't sound good. And like, sure. yeah, it's cool, but you know, this is forced, and uh, it's not really soulful. I think he's doing it for publicity and i'm like we obviously don't know this guy like right you could care less about publicity of course you know and but i I, these are people that some of them are family of mine right i've like check this guy out right this is you know 
you want to know about soul music in Fort Worth? Well, here's yeah. one. Yeah. And this guy will blow your mind. Yeah. And they'll be like, that's a dude? Well, that sounds like a chick. And then, like, immediately they start going off on him. And yeah. I'm like, you don't even know this guy. Yeah. But you know what? These are uneducated Yeah. It doesn't matter to them. People yeah. that don't. You know what? They don't have to care. No. They can just say, they're just going to fire away and just, yeah. you know, and it's like. No consequence. For the musician in me, I'm sitting there going, you're you're out of your mind. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But then I got to like turn the musician switch off for a minute and think yeah. about these people and go. They don't know. These are the people that we are trying to impress. Absolutely. To buy our damn yeah. record. And here's the other thing is that if they don't like it, there are a ton of people who do. Josh exactly Weathers right. is one of the most popular musicians in Fort Worth. Probably one of the most successful. And, but not everybody likes him. I've so, heard that, you know, but not everybody likes you right. and not everybody likes me. That's right. And that's fine. That's, yeah. that's great. That's, that's the diversity of, of music in general. And thank but you for don't, not liking me because but, that's what's pushing me to make it. Yeah, but me. don't go to that person you don't like and tell them that they're wrong. Remember to keep your peas at the tip. Right. No, I'm working on it. I know I hit that one pretty hard. <laughs> I don't, don't go to the people that you don't like. And tell them that what they're doing is wrong because it's not because people like that. Other people like them just because you don't like it doesn't exactly. mean it's wrong. Right. So don't tell me that don't tell me that I need to hire a vocalist and quit singing altogether, right. which is pretty much what I was told. Just say that you don't like it. You don't like right. the way I sing because guess what? I get compliments on my voice almost every time I sing into a microphone. Right. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that that goes against what you said. And which one am I, if I'm a weak-minded person, which one am I supposed to believe? Well, I was, Chad and I were talking about this yesterday. If you, if, if you, and I don't know you, and you say something positive to me about my music, right. and then this guy over here says something negative to me about my music... I'm not even going to remember what you said, but I'm going to think about what that guy, that sure. guy said for months. Exactly. You know what I mean? Huh. Yep. But neither of you are right and neither of you are wrong. And that's, that's the amazing part about, about art and the subjectivity of, of, of art. But at the same time, it's, and it's an extremely vulnerable experience. Right. And so for, that's why if that guy tells me he doesn't like my voice, well, I've been working pretty actively and hard working on my voice for the last several years. Right. And if he tells me just that on a whim that he doesn't like it, that's going to destroy my confidence. Yep. And you could tell me, and you and 20 other people could tell me that, you, no, 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 that guy's dumb. You, you're great. You've got a great voice. Yeah. I'm not going to hear that. Right. And that's what you do to people when you, when you give them unsolicited advice. If right. you're the drunk guy at the bar that gives the musician advice, stop doing that. Because everything you're saying is rude. (laughs) And you may be even trying to come from a good place. Everything you're saying is rude. (laughs) And everything that you're saying is being detrimental to the the way that that guy thinks he's running his career correctly. And you're telling him that what he's doing is wrong. And you're not even a musician. You're just a drunk guy at the bar. Don't tell him. Hey, here's what you need to do. You need to get on the radio and you need to stop playing these, this song. I don't like that song, so you should stop playing that I, song. I had a guy literally, like, this, this was recent, like three weeks ago, tell me, he's like, you know what, man, you don't need to play that garbage you're playing. You need to play country music. And I looked at Absolutely. him, and I looked at him, and I go, you're a fucking idiot. That's the most ridiculous thing a person can say to somebody. I fucking looked him square in the eyes. This guy was somebody who was wanting to invest in me. You right, know, and I was yeah, like, that's, "If that's the way you feel, I don't want your money. I damn sure don't want to work with you. No, you're a fucking idiot. If that's the way you're going to talk to me, like, I mean, if you respect me you? as an artist, why would you say that? Why Qu- would you quit do that? playing yeah. this garbage yeah. and play country music? Yeah, 
People are crazy, Get man. Get the fuck out of here. People are crazy. People just, I just don't think that people realize what they're saying. They don't realize the gravity of what they're saying, and they don't realize the vulnerability with which we operate inside of this, this artistic brain. You have, to, it's, it's, you have to be wired a certain way to want to do something like oh, this. Man, to want to be, be a painter or to want to be Doc a writer. Brown, if Doc Brown pulled up right now outside DeLorean, flux capacitor rolling, said, Chris, do you want to go back in time and stop this? Would you? Stop what? Would you change your path? No. I wouldn't either. No. I, I love it. I could say three years ago, I was at a crossroads. Where yeah. I, I, I was sitting there thinking like, God damn, if Doc Brown pulled up right now. Yeah. Dude, 1989, I'd go back here and slap the guitar out of that kid's you know, hand. <laughs> right. Like, don't do that. Yeah. I'm your future. Yeah. Like, I, man, I love it. I'm, I'm not rich, you know, but I have a great time. I get to play music for a living. I get to travel. That's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And I get to travel. And when I travel, I get paid for it. That's th- the craziest thing. I think about these people that... I'm not paying for my vacations. Yeah. I get to go to Colorado and, and get they give me money. I, I think about like the people that... I, I know that like like Office Space, the movie, like that's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. literally just like that. Yeah. And they're in a cubicle. And now they're 33 years old. Yeah. 13 years of their life they've been working for this company right. you know and they've gone on four vacations and then they get canned yeah they and get they fired and they don't know what to do there's a place in the world for people like that there are people who like that there are people who thrive in that scenario i'm just i'm not one of them i would yeah that's all i tried i tried i worked as an architect for a little while and when i when i left college and I made good money and I was doing well. And I, but I was in an office without a window. I felt like I was in Vegas. I had no idea. My body had no idea what time it was. I'd have to go outside for five minutes at a time just to get some sunlight and gauge what time of day it was. That's a lot like being in the studio, though. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're not stuck there indefinitely. And we've been working on vocals for what day is it? Fourteen hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm bad about that. I've every engineer and producer I've worked with at the end of a, the first session, I'll go ten hours without a break. Oh, and at yeah. the end of the first session, they'll go, do you always work like this? And I go, yeah. So yeah, just, just get ready because we got yeah. a long week ahead of us. Yeah. Doing this. We're going to be in here for 10 yeah. to 12 hours a day exactly nonstop. Right. So yeah, it is like that. But I, you know, I tried it. I did it and I didn't like it. And I quit. I got to a point where I could, I could subsidize the income with music. And I, that's what I wanted to do. And I did it. And I, right. and I made it happen. It can happen. There are plenty of gigs out there for everybody. And it is it is possible, but I got really lucky in, I, in that I fell into a position where I got to play with some bands that, that was doing well, got me a little bit of notoriety, and I got really lucky. And now I can ask for a certain amount of money, and I can make that, and I can make ends meet every month. Right. And that's I'm really lucky for that. Yeah. I recognize that I'm lucky for that. Yeah. But at the same time, I want I want more. Everybody wants more. So I don't know. Just don't just don't think about what you're saying to, to musician types or artist types. Yeah. Think about what you're saying before you say it. Right. Number one, ask yourself, do I need to say anything at all? True. Because think about the, the subject. There's so much music in the world that I don't like. Sure. So much music that I don't like. But just the, purely the fact that it got on my radar and I don't even like it means that a lot of other people do. So but what, you know what? Who that, am I? That, saying that, like it got on your radar, is exactly what I was talking about earlier. For all you know, that, that music that got on your radar is the guy that did show up to the bar and was looking for the people that party or the people that were there for sure. the other, and he found you. Yeah. And you, so that music may have shown up on your radar, but he's like, doesn't know how to ask because he's crying well, out. Well, I'm like, talking about oh, like, man. I'm talking more about like stuff that would be like on the radio. Yeah. 
that. Larger, right. larger level stuff than oh, okay. me. Yeah, yeah, People right. that I'm not going to come in contact with. Like genres yeah. of music that I don't like, but they sell out theaters across the country. Just the pure fact that it got on my radar means that it's not bad music. I, mean, I hear a lot are. of people say, this music sucks. And I go, it doesn't suck. It's just not for you. It's, they're right. not, you're, not, you're not their target demographic. It doesn't suck because you've heard of it. They get, they're making way more money than you are. And so it doesn't mean it sucks. You just don't like it. Change your, change your vocabulary. Sure. Don't say that anything is bad. Sure. Say it's not for you. And, well, then, and then we're spreading positivity. We're not, spreading, we're not just shitting all over everything all the time. That's exactly That's right. a message that I'm trying to preach to a lot of musicians yes. that I know that just sit around and dump on everybody. Yes. And I go, I go, look, you don't like it, but a lot of other people do. So it's yeah. not bad. You don't like, think that song's written very well? Well, that girl over there is crying because that song means so much to so her. So much. Right. So who are you to say that? Just say it's, right. you don't like it. It's not for you. There's nothing wrong with that. You're it's allowed like, to not like something, but you're not allowed to make someone else feel bad about it. It's like Glenda. Like when I first met her, she's living up in Ufala, Oklahoma. And I remember one of the first times I came back up to visit, I was listening to Martin Sexton. Mm-hmm. And I love Martin Sexton. He's incredible, bro. So incredible. So, and, the, I mean, and the Archangels oh, dude, with he, Doyle Bramhall Jr. Um, incredible. Man, have you ever gotten to go like, see him up and close? No, I'd love to. Uh, he, man, I remember when he played. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Right. But I, like, I'm listening to, um, it was one of his live records. Well, they're pretty much all live. But uh, had 13, 13th Step on it. And... Um, uh, any westerly direction. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so um, I'm listening to that, and Glenda goes, and she was real young. She was like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, this is Martin Sexton, and this is badass. Right. Like, she's like, I don't like it. You know what I mean? And, and, and of course, she, small town girl, like, sure. hadn't been opened up to music. Sure. You know what I mean? And so, and I can positively and proudly say that today the stuff she listens to i'm just like i had a had a i had a huge doing in that <laughs> yeah because she's listening to some great artists and right. she's got an ear now like she's yeah. she's hung around me long and been with me for 11 years yeah. now that god knows that she's finally she's met musicians like you she's met musicians like like martin sexton she's yeah. um God, yeah, well, I mean, just incredible. She's met incredible artists, right. and, and she's, she's, she's been gotten to meet some enough. like her of her heroes, you sure. know, like Aaron Lewis. I played with him a couple years ago. Uh-huh. I look up to him because I grew up. Oh well, let me put, rephrase that. I don't look up to him. I respect that man. Sure. He when I was real big into metal and rock and this heavy rock, he was he played for Stained. Right. He was the singer. Right. He was the guy. And then here recently. And he and him and I had a long conversation about this. Was like it was not the fact that at this time in the last five years, rock musicians and pop artists were turning to country. Right. It was the fact that that's what he wanted to do all along, and he tried doing that before Stained. And they said you need to do rock. Right. There's no market for it. And correct. Yeah. And so he he was forced to go the rock way, and then now when he's he's made all his money. He's done all this. He's coming around, and man, you go go see Aaron Lewis yeah. in, a, in a show. That dude is far from anything that is uh, this bro country, right? Like it is Wrangler jeans, boots. He's been friggin' hunting in, yeah. You know, like Cavender shirt, 
not even yeah. a cowboy hat. He comes out smoking a cigarette, jumps on the mic, and then if you fucking like, if you even like, if you even bring up one of his old songs, right? Like ah, oh, this sucks. Play yeah, it, you yeah, know. You're kicked play out. This <laughs> he will call you out. I, I remember I opened up for him twice, and I can remember like him pointing the dude out in the crowd. He was like, "Dude, I'm getting about real tired of your mouth." And he's like, you're going to open your ears and you need to listen to what I'm saying. Right. You know? Right. And so the guy was like, you know, F you, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and Aaron, he's like, all right, where's all my oil rig corn fed motherfuckers in the crowd? And, right. Get this you know, guy out of here. Kick this guy's ass right here. And like, of course, nothing happened to him. Right. Right. But he was shit. He shut up. Yeah. He stopped. Yeah, he got the point. And, and and Aaron takes a different approach to that. But look at Aaron Lewis at at the fact of this guy, his music, the the drast, the vast, the sure. change. Yeah, anybody can change. Yeah, and if you just have, a, if you're just open minded enough, I, and that goes back to uh, Glenda. You know, she didn't yeah. like Martin Six, and now she likes all this stuff. Is that she? She just had to be. She remain. She was open minded, and yeah. you allow you. You were the the catalyst of introducing her to all the stuff, but she it began with her being open minded and being yes. willing to listen to open it. your and mind. And that's the problem I think that 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 we get we come across a lot in this in this particular state when every genre of music in Texas competes with Texas country because it's such a large <sighs> market. And it, there's nothing I don't I, there's nothing wrong with it except that if you are a hardcore diehard Texas country fan, you don't give anything else a shot. And I've learned this. I've learned this from being the the non Texas country guy in all these Texas country song swaps in that I will get because I'm playing an acoustic my even my R&B songs sound like they could be country because I'm playing an acoustic without a you know I'm just I'm just singing them the way I sing them people perceive it that way and they'll show up to my show with a horn section and I'll, there'll be cowboy hats in the crowd and they'll be in the back going, what is this? This is not what I yeah. expected. You know what I mean? And yeah. half of those people will go, okay, well, I really like it. And the other half will go, I'm leaving. This is awful. Well, it's, and it's then like, you get some new people. And so at this point, I've been doing that for two or three years now. And my crowd at my shows, my crowd is very diverse at this point because of that. It's like watching people show up to Johnny Cooper's band, full band show. People who have they known are about coming him for in 10 the door years. and they want to hear the red dirt. They, they want to hear, hear Texas, Texas to you. Yes, like they come in the door thinking, "Man, we're going to dance." We're going, and then they come in, and it is like borderline hip hop. It's a JT show. <laughs> it is, and it's amazing. It like, is. I'm so proud of him yeah. for doing this because yeah. playing with him on Saturday. You talk about diversity. This guy stared it in the eye, absolutely, and was like, "You know what? I'm doing this. Yeah, I, I this may isn't, have. This isn't who I am." This is who I am. I'm going to do this. This is what now. I learned with. That it, I mean, it, and people expect him out of shows today, like playing with Sidecar. We're up there kicking our ass playing these songs yeah. and doing the best we can. And then someone will come up and they haven't heard a damn thing. They come up and ask him to play the Red Dirt. And, it's, yeah. and he just looks at me like, I, it's not that he doesn't want to please the fan but he wants the fan to listen right and he wants them to open evolve their mind. with yes. me let me evolve as a musician and evolve with me that's exactly right that's what man. he wants yeah. and that's what I want I get the same thing without the horn section people go well what, where's the horn section why are you playing country music now I go well it's not country music one yeah. two I've just evolving as a musician all of my I have five records out every single one of them is different right and I like that I'm not going to make the same record over and over again I'm probably going to lose money because of that but I'm broadening my fan base with genuine fans and not just people who show up to my shows to be 
to, to hang out because that's where other people are. And maybe that's something you're. Maybe that's something you're born with. I don't know. I don't know. Being I, being open minded. Open, I mean, I think like, I think about person. myself. Like for instance, like when I was six years old, the first time I was ever on stage, I did a talent show and I sang Two of a Kind" working on a Full House by Garth Brooks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the time I was ten years old, I was playing one from Metallica in a talent show. Right. Yeah. Well, I maybe Look you are lines. maybe you are born, you know born I mean? with that. And then I don't by know. the time I was fifteen, I was in jazz class in high school. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's that's a, a nature versus nurture conversation. And I don't know which one I would subscribe to. But I think people get to a certain point where they are. They're making their own decisions and, and they're either going to dig their heels in and go, I like what I like. And this is it. There's people who still still wear acid wash jeans and white K-Swiss tennis shoes. <laughs> and then and then, you know, there are people who continue to evolve as people. K-Swiss. Yeah, like it's just I, mean, I just like I hit 1995 and I went. No, this is me. Wow, this is me. It's Raider 2000, jackets. It's 2016 and I'm. I, this is still me. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I mean, though. Like people, <laughs> yeah. there are people who get, reach a certain point in their life and they just they invented Velcro. They, Stay with it. They, they just stop evolving, and I think that's how people get musically. They they I like what I like, and if you're not doing that, I don't want to listen to it because I this is what I like. I tell you, the, the biggest one that blows my mind and has always blown my mind. Mullets. <laughs> Mullets that purely listen to country, but man, when they get drunk, man, they put it on like Kiss FM. Yeah, they or throw like it out on like, some Britney Spears. Or, or they'll something. throw it out yeah. on some just hardcore rap. That's a real and thing. And you're just like, that's a real thing. Real. And then, like, just in the, in the past decade, you've seen that start to cross over. And people are like, why has rap turned into the country? Well, because there's a reason. A lot of these dudes have been listening to, like, They like rap. both of it. Yeah. All they like time. them both. And it, That's why the, Coolio, not Coolio, was it <laughs> LL Cool J and Brad Paisley did a song. Are you familiar with this? It's called Accidental Racist. Oh, my God. Okay, no. and so it's, yes, and it's LL Cool J rapping over a Brad Paisley song, and Brad Paisley singing back, and they're talking to each other, and LL Cool J's like, well, just because I look like this and I wear my pants baggy, <laughs> I'm not a bad guy, and Brad Paisley's like, well, I, you know, I wear my tight Wranglers and this cowboy hat, and, you know, don't look at me like I'm a bad guy either, and whatever, and they're like sitting around agreeing with each other. It's the worst most horrible song that's ever been made. And I just was talking about not saying that about stuff. This is a terrible song. I don't know how either one of their managers okayed this for them. Look it up. It's horrible. It's called Accidental I'm not look it It's up. called Accidental Racist. I'm not opening my mind to that point. Look it up because it's hilarious. There's a music video. YouTube it. It's hilariously awful. It's the worst song I've ever heard. And it and it and nobody like they thought they were breaking down barriers. And I it came from a good place and I How, I don't I, fault that, but don't it's it's awful. Okay. Accidental Hold racist. On, we're doing this live. Accidental racist. Brad Paisley. LL Cool J. LL they were still racist. They were I'm not joking <laughs> and this is not a joke. It's very serious. Okay. It's a very serious, very heartfelt song. They were trying to do a thing. They were trying to bridge gaps. And I have no problem with this. La, 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 la. We're not, we're not, we're advertising. not advertising. We're not advertising whatever they're advertising. Why commercials on YouTube? I don't know. We're not advertising. They're not paying me. They're not paying me for that. Nope, not at the place either. Nope. There we go. We're good. Hold it closer. Yeah, put it on that side. 
intro is way too long. You know, at this I don't point, know if they're going to. At this gonna, point, you're actually kind of like. They might yank me down for doing this. I don't know. This podcast might not air. And moving along. Yeah, so, so like there's that ten seconds of yeah, what we were talking about yeah. earlier. It's okay, it's cool. it's about it's about that. It's about bridging the gap. And I'm not don't it's about not judging a book by its cover, and which is age old and I love it, but it's uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible song and it's really it's more <laughs> racist than if they hadn't done it in the first place. Because they're they're highlighting their own stereotypes and then <sighs> and then and then acknowledging them. And acknowledging the opposite stereotype. Like, it's more racist than not. They have, if they had done nothing at all, they would have done more good for their cause than what wow. they did. And I don't know. It's whatever. I, I support civil rights uh, very aggressively. I'm where, all about where, where, it. Where were we going with this? I don't know. I just it came up. <laughs> I don't know. I just Why did you put to, that in my head? Why did you put that evil on Just me? listen to it on I'm your way home. do that. Do it. I'm, you need I'm to do it. Too. You need to watch the video. I wreck the vehicle. Yeah. Don't do it while you're driving. I'm not. Or do. So care. we got the the Thanksgiving Family Jam coming up next Tuesday. That's right. I'm going to be out of town for that. I'm going to be up in Denver visiting my mom and my sister. That's a good thing, though. Yeah, I don't get to see them that much because they both, both live How up there. How many siblings do you have? I have one sister uh, that I share parents with, and then I have two half-brothers from my father's first marriage. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, so I have three, three siblings, and uh, my sister and I are close in age. She's uh, four years older than me, and my brothers are 17 and 18 years older than me. For my dad's first marriage, um, so it's good times. They live, They all live. They all live here in Fort Worth, except for my sister. Uh, and so I don't. I don't see them that much either. But I'm trying to find the list here of uh, all the musicians playing on that. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I did it last year, and I think the year before. And I, I, it's a lot of fun. It's a great. It's just. It's a family family jam type of thing. In that, it's just a bunch of singer songwriters getting together, having a really good time. We've done it. So it's six years in a row we've done this. Yeah, yeah. I and, uh, I've done a couple of them. The Gasky family that owns Eagles Nest, man, they've they've pushed it. Eagles know. Nest up in North Fort Worth off yep. Boat Club. Uh, 8477 Boat Club Road. There you go. To be exact. There you go. But yeah, it's a cool it's a cool thing. And uh, it's it's in a time during, it's on what, on Tuesday? Yeah, I'm trying to find the uh, the list. We, I mean, we got a lot of great artists playing on this. And I... I Every year I change it up so it's not like I keep the same artist every time, but yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to find it and I can't find it. My, <laughs> it's your so, thing. Every, you should well, know. I, the iOS update for these iPhones like did this thing where like you scroll down your Facebook page and then it won't go any further. Like it stops. It stops. That's weird. And I don't know why. It kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, and I'm like, why did they do this? But um, I mean, we have 15 artists all together yep. playing at Sidecar is going to headline song swaps. Um, Song swaps, yeah, and it's gonna be great. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was a lot of fun last year. I got to play with uh, with Joey and somebody else, I think, something like that. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if Joey's Johnny, been... what it? No, mm-hmm. not last year. Johnny wasn't on last year. He was, yeah, that was a year before. Uh, Johnny, was we got there. Aaron Copeland. Um, uh, God, here we go. Sarah, Sarah Hobbs, Aaron Copeland, Tim Russell, Zach Stokes, Andrew Carmen, Clay Shelburne, Devin Lee, Michael Lee, Steve Helms, Matt Hillier, Brandon Stedman, and Charlie Shafter, and then Sidecar. That's an awesome list. Shoot, it's gonna be. And and I'd say, well, I mean, it's all. It, it truly is a family jam. Like it, it ends up everyone's swapping. But by the end of the night, like, yeah. if you want to get to know these folks. This is the place because everyone is drinking. Yeah, and jumping up <laughs> on stage with each other, and everyone's hanging out. Everyone will stick around for the night and just enjoy the time. What day? What's the date on that? Uh, the the twenty second. Tuesday, Tuesday, November twenty second. Yeah, 
Yeah, so go out to that. Go do that. I'm not going to make it this year, but it's going to be fun. I know. I, I tried wish to I get could. you. I know. I tried to to be, be able to do it, but I'm going to be in Denver. So I'm leaving Monday to go to Denver. And you're driving up? Driving to Denver. And then I have a show with Zach on Friday. So I'm nice. going to be in Denver until then. And we have a show in Amarillo. So I'm just nice. going to drive to Amarillo. And then we have a show Saturday in Red River, New Mexico. Nice. So I'm going to get a big mountain week and a half. And then, so we're playing Saturday. And the dude in Red River that owns the mother load, Steve Hegland, his, uh, he's a great friend of mine. He owns Motherload and then the Texas Reds, the hotel and, and bar next door. Are you taking the Jeep? No. <sighs> that's too many miles. Um, it's not fun drive. I drove that Jeep down to San Marcos and back, and it was... It's, Miserable. It's just not made for that. It's made for off-road. It's lifted with big tires. It's just it's got, it's <laughs> loud. It's got a canvas top. It's not, it's not made for, on, for highway <laughs> driving. Uh, but I'm, so I'm going to, we're playing Saturday in Red River and I'm going to stay until Tuesday in nice. Red River to just be there. And Chelsea's going to come on the whole trip with me nice. too. So yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Chelsea's going to get to have Thanksgiving with my mom and sister and, and then do that. And just a lot of mountain time. She's never been to the Rocky Mountains. I took her to, to Red River, New Mexico a couple of months, maybe about a month ago. And we did a big fly fishing extravaganza because I'm a big fly fisher. And... Taught her how to do that. She picked it up immediately. Yeah, I'm sitting here next to your, your fly rod. Yeah, and all my gear, all my pants and my my waders and all I that stuff. I got to tell you, that doesn't look like a fly rod. That's half of the fly rod. Mm. The other half of it, it, it's easier to travel that way. It comes apart at the halfway mark. They're crazy. They're like, I think that one's nine and a half feet long. Damn. Yeah, so that's half yeah. of it. I haven't gone fishing in so long. I love yeah. it, man. I've got a, my bass rod over here is all ready. I just put some new line on it. My and, gear, uh, I, I had it, man. I had bought a uh, bait cast uh-huh. reel a while back from Bass Pro, and this was a long, I was 19, and we used to go fishing every weekend, and I fished when I was a kid, but yeah. my gear got stolen out of the back of my truck one day, and I just never went back. And... I, fly, I've, I uh, learned how to fly fish when I was in high school-ish or middle school. That's awesome. Something like that. And my parents met and got married in Colorado. Oh, nice. uh, in the 70s and they uh, f- for the most part we would always vacation in Steamboat and when then they eventually they got a, a condo there so I would go up there anytime I wanted to so I was spending like 10 plus vacations a year up there sometimes by myself I'd just go I'd just grab my fishing gear and go my mom my mom used to have an Audi A4 and she let me take it up there one time <laughs> by myself <laughs> It was crazy. Oh, man, you didn't even know. She doesn't even know. She's going to know now because she's listening to these podcasts. I drove that thing like it was going out of style. I mean, I took every back road I could find and was, oh, it was so much fun. But that's that's what I used to do. So I fly fished a lot up there doing that. And uh, I learned how to ski and snowboard and all that. But Chelsea had never been to the Rocky Mountains. She's from Alabama. Oh, right on. And so she saw the New Mexico, the Red River, New Mexico, which is really small town i think they have like five or six hundred people annually that live there on the census and then about five weekends a year the big major holidays right. they get like two thousand people converge on this town oh wow and so they offered me new year's eve and i'm like 80 percent sure i'm gonna take it uh i've done their mardi gras party the last mm-hmm. two years in march or late February, early March, mm-hmm. and that's a riot. It's just sold out in there. Yeah. It's so much fun. And then, so Steve has become, I'm like a part of their little family they have up there. Cool. Of just artists, and I can just go up there, and he'll put me up for free. So he told me I could stay for an extra, for that Sunday, Monday, and just veg out in the snow. 
So I'm pretty pumped about that. It's like a week and a half's worth of mountain vacation. Well, yeah. You're still going to miss a good show. You can, you can have all your mountains. <laughs> yeah. Still, so if you're not coming with me to Denver, then you should go <laughs> to <laughs> the Eagle's Nest on November 22nd. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I always, that's, those dudes, most of those dudes on that list are dudes that I consider like some of my best friends now. They're great, man. And, you know, and, and so I, Steve Helms and I, I mean, we, we play golf. I haven't played a whole lot of golf it's this fall, but I mean, he and I used to play a couple times a week for a, for a long time. So I, he and I, good friends, and, and Brandon's new CD, yeah, the album cover is this house. Is it really? It is. No he kidding. did a, he did his photo shoot for the record around the outside of this house. No kidding. Yeah. So that's I, cool. I got to open for him for that release show on the fourth a couple weeks ago, and at Magnolia Motor Lounge. And that's killer. He had a great opening show. His band sounded great. Sold a ton of records, had a great crowd, very attentive, great crowd. It was fun. Nice. It was fun. Brandon's a good dude. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, there's a part in that show that I'm really looking forward to, and that's when uh, Michael Lee, Clay Shelburne, and Devin Lee, all mm-hmm. three get to be on stage with each other. Yeah. And I was really trying to set that up with with you being in the middle there. Sure. And uh, I've always wanted to get you and, and Devin Lee together. Yeah. I don't know if I've done ever, a I've done a couple shows with Devin. He's he's got such a unique. Style. It's, it's a very backwards very, blues, very unique, tr- traditional blues. Yeah. Um, he knows what he's doing for he sure. Does, he, he knows does, what he's about. Man. He's and, not trying to fake it. And uh, I just thought that'd be such a cool thing for that for that gig. Um, and who know who knows what twenty seventeen is going to bring and where we'll, you know might be shifting from Blue Bayou to somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, that's always been my goal is putting two yeah. musicians. I, and I don't think I'm. I think I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to keep it at the three man song swap. Yeah. But and, and not. But not have a second host. You should try the thing I was talking about earlier. I, I, doing, that's a good idea. Doing two songs a piece. Yeah, I am. That way you let them get in a rhythm. Yep. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I try to implement when I make when I do my own song swaps. Right. That's a, good, that's a good piece. idea. I think though you really do have to play that by ear. Absolutely, yeah. Well, like you and me. But if you know, you and like I, it's you and Johnny. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'm like, like oh, all right, yeah, two a piece. Let's rock and roll. Well, yeah. Or, or you, if you and I are playing, we know all of each other's stuff, so we don't yeah. have to do that, right? Because the songs, it's both of. It's like we're doing a show together. It's yeah. not like we're both doing our own songs. I did see a weird. <laughs> this was really weird. Uh, this was at uh, God. Remember, I think it was. I think it was Big Shots in Bedford. I saw a song swap. Now, this wasn't original showcase. This was a cover showcase. And this was mm. three people from three different top 40 cover bands playing acoustic, like doing a song swap. Top 40 songs. And it was all top 40 songs. That's odd. But it, I was like, this is weird. Let me tell you something, though. That's not a, that's I think not a that, song swap. I think that the general public in general would like that better. Than, like, than totally showing agree. up at Red Goose and listening to I us play totally original music. I totally and I don't agree with that, but I think that that probably would appeal to more people. Yeah. And that sucks. It does. But, but thinking about it objectively like that, like Brandon Stedman and Joey Green and Jerry Reynolds have their band called Flaskal Rats, <laughs> where they do 90s country exclusively. It's like, what's his name? Has uh, King and, George? Yeah. And they, uh, uh, Dusty. Dusty yeah. Rhodes. And, 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 and I think people probably like that. And is that his real more. name, Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Deaton is his okay, name. Okay, okay. Who was Dusty Rhodes? I don't know. 
There was a guy named Dusty Rhodes. And I was like, is that real? I don't know. R-H-O-D-E-S. Yeah, I don't know. Ransom Rhodes. Ransom Rhodes. Um, but oh, yeah, I, I, that sucks. I, I, cause I know from my own experience, when I, do, when I do like a solo acoustic show, I'll show up and I'll do the first two or three songs I'll do covers. And I'll make sure they're songs that I think people would recognize. And right. then I'll do like five originals. And then I'll go one to one back and forth. And if it's people who aren't there to see me, by then they've either latched on or they've checked out. And yeah. at that point, I can kind of do whatever I want. Right. But I give them a chance to, to enjoy my versions of these songs. Sure. But if they're not in at that point, I don't care anymore. And right. I'm just going to do what I'm going right. to do. But I'm gonna, at least going to try. Right. But I think if I walked in and I heard, you know, me personally, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. But if the like if my mom walked into this bar and heard a bunch of three dudes singing songs, not in a loud like rock band setting where it was tolerable <clears> volume <throat> and it's a bunch of songs that she knows, she would really enjoy that. Yeah. The average person would really enjoy that. Right. And I, I hate that, but it's its own thing. The, right. the, the cover band scene in this town is crazy popular Ugh. those dudes make so much money on those cor- corporate parties they're making like 10 grand but you a know show. what they're, they're i used to be like god that's so stupid but now i'm just like you can't they're hustling he, he, these guys are 40 years old they're, not, they're making it okay they're making it they're making there it, it way more than i am they're making oh my it god. And they're pulling down crazy cash and they're really good all of them really are good. Really, 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 really good. But they're not playing original music. But no. whatever. They don't care. They know that. They don't care. Some of them are playing the backtrack. Sharon Jones That's was harder than you think it is. Sharon Jones was doing that. She was a harmony singer in a top forty band in wherever she lived, Atlanta or wherever she's from. And then some Amy Winehouse heard her and threw her up on tour with her. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden she did a record with the Dap Kings and now she's Sharon Jones. Yeah. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. We just kept her chops up because yeah. she's a phenomenal singer. And most some, of these some, singers are phenomenal that's singers. That's the thing. Is like there's bands. a shitload of them out there that are like phenomenal singers. Yeah. They just don't know how and to write. Great musicians. Or they just don't care to do it. Most of them don't care. They don't want... They ha- it's like a job. It's a job. It is a job. They go and that's their job. And they yeah. get to be on stage and satisfy that. But they also get to sing songs and to do things that they already know people are going to like. Yeah. It's its own thing. I have a little bit more ambition I think personally with my own artistic creativity than that but I'm not saying either one of them is right or wrong right because they're making a great living and they have a great like there's some of those bands like the spasmatics yeah they, they're franchised did you know that that's yeah. a franchise oh, yeah. so uh, as well several as, major um, markets have their own version me- of the metal, metal shop is franchised yeah. Yeah. um the, that the 70s band um the disco band, La Freak, La Freak, yeah, franchise, and that's crazy. Like the dude that well, started that out, that dude's pulling so much cash now. Genius, yeah, and they get yeah. to play, they get to headline festivals, and they're making all kinds of money, and that's really cool. It's dogs in there, doing you know, your door just opened. Oh, to the bathroom, it's it's still swinging. There's somebody in there. No, and it just opened up on its own, and then it was like trying to close, and then it opened back up again. Yeah, well. Stuff going on in this house. There you have it. <laughs> I got to live here. Yeah. Sometimes I'll come in in the cabinets, in the kitchen. Some of them will just be open. Maybe it's because I got a piss. It was just like subconsciously. Maybe you just saw it. <laughs> Maybe there was a shadow that went by and you saw it out like, of your peripheral. I got to pee. It's the bidet calling yeah. me out. Well, if that's the case, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, We're uh, just over two hours here, so... 
Thanks for being here. Do you got yeah, anything Chris, that you want to plug? Absolutely. Anything you want to uh, Sidecar Live. Uh, SidecarLive.com. Right. Check that out. For I played on that record. Yes, you do. And uh, there's some good things coming with that for next year. Yeah. So I think we're gonna, we are going to have you more involved. Great. And, uh, and man, I'm really looking forward to getting in the, getting in the kitchen and start cooking up and see what we can get, yeah. you know, and, um, and by the kitchen, I mean your back room back here. Yeah. My rehearsal <laughs> studio. Yeah. You know, um, and then, uh, then uh, I'll be releasing a solo record, uh, this year as well coming up. So that's going to be, it's going to be a really, it's going to be fun. Great. It's going to be really, I can't wait to hear uh, it off the cuff kind of stuff and it's gonna be really cool off the cuff for more that are used to listening to me i guess sure um but other than that man palpalmedia.com yeah yeah man if you guys need any commercials or film work done shoot let me know he has a he has a uh, drone he'll drone work drone around your little kid's soccer game and you follow him around yeah so great well thanks for being here man justin ross phenomenal uh, my name's Chris Watson. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Slightly Chewed Podcast. I've got several, several people booked uh, coming up in the next month or so. Uh, so I'm going to take next week off. I'll be out of town. But after that, I'm going to hit it pretty hard again. So be on the lookout. And uh, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. <laughs>